Come with us and you will see this, this is our town, town of Halloween. Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween. I forgot the words. Oh my God! Everybody, everybody scream! Everybody, everybody scream. scream! Okay, right. In our town of Halloween. And I just watched that too. Yeah, I watched it twice on Christmas Eve. You did. Yeah, you did. I, I ran out of time to rap, so I was like, "Oh, gotta play the same movie again." Did I watch Christmas Eve too? Or I watched. I did. Watch I think you watched it. The, I, oh, Eve. we talked about this. Yeah, Christmas Eve. I watched it. You posted mm-hmm. it in your story, right? I think. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Christmas Eve, because Christmas Day, I watched the, the Christmas Chronicles. Which one? With Kurt Russell. One and two. Oh, which one did you like better? <sighs> they were both delightful. Like they were both nice. Um, second one got more Goldie Hawn though. I True. Like Goldie Hawn. Yeah. And more the North Pole. That, that, that's so why I was like, ooh, yeah. you know, it's like Santa Claus 2. You get to see more of the North Pole, yeah. so it's like more magical. First one had a better story. Yes. Second one had better, yes. I, like Christmas feel. You know feel. what? You sum it up just right. Welcome everyone out there on planet Earth. You were listening to the Three Ugly Guys podcast, a subsidiary of All or Nothing, because we're going to talk about it all, and we're going to talk about nothing and everything in between. And as always, we are Three Ugly Guys. I'm Corey, aka Curious Corey, with the yellow machete. Mm. In the house tonight, we got Joe Bananarama, and we got Paul Machete. 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 I legitimately have a machete. No, put that down. It's not yellow, but it is a machete. Put that down. You can paint it, yo. Or I, I can kill that yellow bastard mustard? from Sin City. I do have mustard. Put mustard on Put mustard machete. all over your machete. It's golden brown, though. Is that okay? That's fine. Oh, spicy, spicy golden yeah. brown. Spicy, 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 spicy golden brown. <gasps> spicy machete. That's the sequel. That would probably burn. I mean, yeah, it's nice you, spicy torture. stab. It'll kill you, but, yeah. you know. I only cut deep enough just so the mustard gets in there. Unless you're German. Like, oh, Bavarian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> Why does your machete have this good mustard? Yeah. Speaking of mustard, we have a special guest on the show tonight. <laughs> Joey Mustard. Hey, Joey Mustard. Hey, 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 yo. Hey, yo. Cousins of Phineas Ketchup hey, over there. Man, yeah, dogs. Yeah. The brother to Patty Mayonnaise. No, I skied From so Doug? Hard. Yeah. They call they it Patty, Patty Mayonnaise. But we do have a guest. We do. His name is Doug No, no, it's not Doug Funny. That's a cartoon character. That's a fictional character. Skeeter? No, our guest is a real person. Oh, Cousin Skeeter. No, he was a puppet. That's a puppet. Ah, he's real in my head. Well, you might want to see Doctor. Yeah. Oh, speaking of doctors and having a guest on our show, our current guest is not a doctor. But he's a doctor of love. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Please welcome on our friend Greg. Hey, Greg. Hey, guys. How's it going? Um, I'm Greg. I am not a fan of mustard, but uh, Chick fil A is where it's at. So you can find me at the Chick fil A store uh, as long as I'm here on Staten Island. Oh, yeah. yeah. Except Sundays. Except Sundays. Unfortunately. True. Not Sundays. That's when he only goes. That's right. when he eats mustard secretly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chick fil A sauce contains mustard in it. Yeah. Honey mustard only, though. Ah, the key, honey. The key to mustard. Kid. Big yes. brain. Big brain. Honey mustard yeah. is the superior mustard. Mm. Unless it's Bavarian mustard. Yeah. <laughs> Bavarian. Stupid. So, what did you uh, mean by uh, while you're on Staten Island? Yes. So, I am here for vacation 
sort of vacation because I'm kind of back home for a bit. But I moved out to California in January of last year, I guess now, because yeah. we are we are technically in the new year. Yeah, yes. we are. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy New yeah, Year. Filthy animal. I'm one of those terrible people that say New Year's and not New Happy Year. New year. Oh. Mm. Yeah, That's I pluralize right. it. I pluralize everything, though. Like, I pluralize Costco's. Gotta go to Costco. Yeah. I gotta go to Sleeps. Sleeps. I gotta go to Sleeps. I gotta get the papers. Get the papers. I gotta get the papers. Get the papers. We're there, Frankie, two times. Yes. Yeah. Get the papers. Get the papers. Stupid. I gotta go to Works. I gotta go to Works. But uh, but before you moved, you were Staten Island born and raised? Staten Island born and raised. Uh, grew up in Midland Beach um, for 25 years, I think. Yeah, damn. Quarter century. Yeah, 25 years. And then I uh, moved to Great Kills after Hurricane Sandy in 2015 uh, ish. Um, yeah, so I've been lived there for five years. And then I moved out to Cali for grad school. Nice. Yeah. How's that going? Uh, grad school is hard as hell. Um, it's difficult, uh, but it is great. Um, just better in myself, better in my future, and hoping for the best and uh, try my best to make it out in Cali. You will. We'll show you got Thank us. you so much, sir. Sirs. Sirs. Oh, you do pluralize things. Oh, there's more than yeah, one of us. Yeah, but there's more He had to pluralize The correct pluralization of sir. Before that, Midland Beach, though, right? So you probably were at the beach a lot. Yes, sir. Um, I think one of my fondest memories of Staten Island back in the day was uh, Back to the Beach, which was... Yeah. yeah. It's pretty elite because everyone had to always, like, search for parking at all these parking lots for, like, thousands of hours and, like... They would even park on my block, which is about like almost a mile away from the beach. And walk it. Right. And then we could just walk down there and chill at the beach and uh, always walking on the boardwalk, always taking bikes out there, going to Fort Wadsworth. Yeah, it's pretty legit. Yeah. I mean, when I would go to back to the beach and I lived, when I, I used to live in Newdorp for shit, 15 years, I think. I would just ride my bike there because it's really quick to get to the boardwalk from where I lived. So just... Oh, back to the beaches this weekend? All right, hop on my bike. That's why I don't have to fight for parking. The only problem is, though, you can't ride your bike through back to the beach. Yeah, there's so many fucking people. people. So you got to walk. You got to hop off, walk mm-hmm. your bike through, you know. Unless you have a monster truck. <laughs> well, then you're committing mass <laughs> murder. No, the last, the last one they had, there's a guy freaking monster truck, and everybody had to go over to the side. Was that pre-COVID, the last one? The last one? It was 2019. Yeah. T- yep, 2019. I was like, there wasn't one 2020. Yeah. No. There, there was, was one this year either. one, no. I, uh, fucking I don't COVID. know if we we'll got one twenty twenty two. Probably not. I miss it. Food, the people just hanging out, fireworks. Well, I'll say the music, fireworks music. too. Yeah. Pre COVID, also every Wednesday oh, yeah, every week, they would do every fireworks week. at yep. the boardwalk. Yeah, yeah. And like buying wrestling stuff. I feel like I remember. Um, oh, right. I see your shirt right now, yeah. but like, yeah, too sweet. I I bought so much wrestling shit back in the day. It was just. Um, there, I remember there was this one stand with this dude. He had all so many different wrestlers that were really hard to get that you couldn't get at Toys R Us. Mm. And yeah, he was always a plug for that stuff. Yeah, that's true. They always had like the merch, and you know, now I think last one they had that, that pops and all. I was like, ah, I'm all right. But you never know what you find. It they got, you know. yeah. Damn it! Now I'm thinking about it. I think when I w- when I went with my girlfriend at the time in 2017, her and I went, and we both ended up getting Costco memberships. Wait, what? Oh, right. Back to the beach. beach. Yeah. The board's like, oh, would you want to sign up for... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I had to go get... Gla- like, I had to go get glasses and shit, so... They do have a good... Uh, optometrist. Yeah. yeah. And it's so easy to get appointments yeah. on the day of, so... And actually, we were going to go there that actual day after the... Back to the boardwalk. And then you could have lunch... With, with or the back to the beach. With the free samples. Yeah, Absolutely. 
So I was like, wait, we're going to get back to the beach. We're going to go to Costco anyway. We're going to sign up for the membership here. It was more cumbersome than actually going to Costco right. to do it. But eh, we were at the beach. She had lemonade that you had to chew. But I mean, uh, uh, wait, wait, what? Lemonades at boardwalks and beaches, they put so much fucking uh, sugar in there. It's just like, uh, that's why I hate lemonade. Just say no sugar. No, then you're just drinking lemon water. Which I actually I prefer over... Actually. It's probably healthier for you. Yeah. yeah, but it depends how much they put already in the vat. Can you put brown sugar in mine, please? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I don't think that's going to melt. It's okay. Can I have a powdered sugar? Organic <laughs> only, please. <laughs> put powdered sugar in my lemon. Do you have stevia? <laughs> oh, did I tell you? I don't know if I told you guys. I went to a San Gennaro Festival years of fucking go. I was in college at the time. I know this story. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking trying to get lemonade at a... Uh, at the San Gennaro Festival, street fair, and uh, this fucking woman, lemonade stand, it's all she sold at this stand. Didn't have a knife to cut the lemons. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's like, oh, Hilarious. hold on. Let me see if I can get their, their knife. There's a stand next to her, and they're like, no, we're using it. She's like, oh, I don't have anything to cut the lemons with. So she gets her friend's rusty pocket knife, and she's cutting this lemon in half. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to walk away. I, just, I couldn't imagine... You were going to drink rusty juice. Yeah. And the one thing you sell, you cannot provide mm, people because you this cannot open nice this lemon. To it. How embarrassing. What is that? Love. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel the love in my <laughs> giblets. It's dried blood. Yeah, it's dried blood. <laughs> it's dried blood. Uh, I think maybe one of the last Back to the Beaches I went to, there were two concerts playing like at the same time. And one wasn't technically far enough away that you couldn't hear the other one. So it was just kind of weird to have them both going at the same time. And one was like the main stage, and one was like a slightly smaller makeshift stage. So I felt bad for the smaller people, but it's still fun to watch, That's though. That's how the breaks. Yeah. That's how it goes. And uh, speaking of Back to the Beach, I feel like if I could be in any movie, it would be in Back to the Future, so I could go back to the beach in the 20s. In Midland mm. Beach and South Beach, because I don't know if you guys ever been to Nunzios, but they have a bunch of pictures on the wall of what the beach used to be like, um, and it's night and day different than it is now. It had like casinos and and this whole entire like droves of people coming to the beach from Manhattan, and it was just absolutely amazing. I think they kind of had like a remnants of it um, in South Beach with the rides back mm, back yeah. in the day. I think we spoke about this Paul back in the day oh, yeah. going growing up beach in lane. yeah mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, that stuff. I can't. I can't imagine going back there and like our neighborhoods just being actual beach towns where people just come um, to stay, like just a weekend in in the motels that like my dad lived in his entire life. But this yeah. is just an actual motel. You're sh- supposed to just stay for the beach and then go home. Um, yeah, it's just so strange to me. I know. I, I, I've never been to Nunzios, but I always wanted to. I hear they have good pizza. One day they'll be on our, you know, pizza. Uh, so, but I saw, I've seen pictures. What? What? Spots. Just go. We're going to do a pizza episode one day. We love pizza. I know. Some taste tests. We're going to see who's the best pizza in the world. We're all Italians except for me and Greg, but other than that, you know. <laughs> um, but I've seen pictures and like, yeah, it looks like Bubble Empire. Legit, if you ever watch Bubble Empire, yeah. that's what it looks mm-hmm. like. The freaking five-star hotels, hundreds, a thousand people on the beach, people in the nice suits and the hats and like you said, gambling. Like, it was legit the go-to spot. Like, Staten Island was on the map. Imagine like it was like still back that, and like we would just shut down for the winter, like like Wildwood does. Like I was just saying, right. just like Wildwood, yeah. Just shut down, like all right, summer's over, everybody leave, we're gonna go back. And you know what's even more wild is like this was before the Verrazano was built, right? Right. So you had to get here. You oh, had yeah. these folks from Manhattan put in their cars on the oh, ferry yeah, to to come out here, mm-hmm. which is just wild to me. 
wild wood. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, I don't know if I would enjoy the boardwalk as much if it was so like it was in the 20s, only because my experiences with it is a place of peace for the most part. Yeah, I, I could see that. And tranquility. Because there's like nothing there. Yeah, and I already hate most people at the boardwalk because they don't know what a bike lane is. I don't know not to walk in it. Right. So I do not move out of the way for you. So if you're walking in the bike lane, I'm just going to keep going forward, and you can jump out last minute, or I'm going to stop my bike in front of you, but yes, you I'm should. not getting out of my way. Um, so I'm trying to think of thousands and thousands of more people yeah. out of towners on top of that doing the I same know. shit mm. it's pros and cons because i think yeah. about it a lot when i'm there and i'm like man imagine like this like when we used to go to wildwood i used to tell uh dino shout out to dino dino yeah dino um and i was like he's like oh, i tell him, like you should go to staten island open he's like oh and he actually was debating he's like not a bad idea maybe you know open up a restaurant there he'd but, have like, no competition yeah i was like That's he'd open said, on the boardwalk yeah he would be like, like a monopoly a, a I would love it. Like, oh man, we have restaurants on the boardwalk. We have rides again. Like, it would be fun. We have like funny games. Like, imagine I don't have to go to Jersey. I could just yeah drive what twenty you know like twenty minutes just bam. But then the cons, yeah, it'd be super crowded. It kind of ruin your vibe. If you want to go on just want a chill day, like I just want to go to the boardwalk and walk around. Oh, fuck, there's so many people here. There's kids. There's you know like it's pros and cons. It's uh, for me fifty fifty. There might be one catch to that though. I don't foresee anybody from Jersey coming to Staten Island to beach. Right. And Why bother? Yeah. You know, Brooklyn is Coney Island, so we wouldn't so really get just, people yeah. from Brooklyn. So right. we probably would only mostly get Staten Island. It, it might just be local, and maybe like maybe a few people like, from Manhattan. Yeah, low, maybe lower Manhattan. Maybe just hop on a ferry and come over. But well, if it was the twenties, would be the Irish. Oh, the Irish! Yeah, they come over the boat. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, the boat. potatoes a boat. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! What? <laughs> I'm Irish, I'm not, but oh, still, you know, I'm, I'm wearing an Irish hat. I watched Gangs of New York, and it was pretty good. Yeah. I watched Gangs of New York. Not the same thing. No. Wait, what did you say? Wait. I said I watched Gangs of New York. <laughs> not the same thing. Gags? Gang? What? No. I gang? said I watched Gangs of New York. Oh, they said I watched King of New York. Oh, I said I watched Gangs of New York. Oh, I said Gangs of New York. I said it first. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, what the hell is said? King of New York? I don't know. That's what I thought you said, though. I was like, why didn't you say what I said? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you said something different. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I heard what oh, you right. said. Definitely oh, gangs yeah. of New York. Yeah. I, right. th- that's why I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the hell? I, bet. I can play this. I just told what you I said. Like, why didn't you say Peaky Blinders? I mean, no. Oh, that's Blind a great. Is... In, I mean, no, gangs, of New York, gangs of New York is a great show. Uh, show movie. Damn it, ben Peaky Joker Blinders is a great I show. I watched Look of the Irish. It was yeah, a <laughs> yeah. it's a great Disney movie. Also, my, one of my top favorite Disney films. Uh, well, Disney Channel original movies. But yeah, so there's that. I mean, so um, if they set an option right now, <clears throat> hey, we're gonna extend on the bulk. It's up to the people to vote. Like, make it a legit. Well, I guess it depends on what they put on it, right? Rides, hotels, restaurants. Well, the go to. If they the, put your hotels. Typical average Jersey Shore. You're enticing tourism if you put hotels. Yeah. If they did it specifically for the Staten Islanders, I'd be more I'm on totally board than building it up. So then, no hotels, you're saying? I would say no hotels. Where are you gonna put the hotels? Like where did they have them back know, in the twenties? Well, right on the right on the beach. Like it was legit. Like yeah, right that huge one. What was that huge one? That they collected? they had one big one where the motel huge. is on Midland Avenue and Father okay. Cap right now. That where there's actually I think it's a senior living center now. Mm. Um, but then also oh, in yeah, South yeah. Beach. Right. But you you have like those two ridiculously nice houses on in right past Sand Lane. If you go in towards Lincoln Avenue, and there's like this huge like like place that is just vacant land. Um, even next to our friend's house, Corey. Um, yeah, there's boy. a lot of vacant yeah. land. There. there is a lot of land. There. Yeah, hmm. a lot of land. Well, even too, there's a lot of land that uh, literally next to the parking lots. There's just trees. Like if you open like a Ritz, you know, like yeah, nice. We could dress up like you know, putting on the Ritz. 
Putting on the red. Who's dressing up like what? We dress up like Peaky Blinders or Boa Empire style. You know, we get our hats and suits and just yeah, freaking walk on the boardwalk. I'll get a, I'll buy a Dillinger for no reason, just because John I want Dillinger. John, John, I'll Dillinger. buy John Dillinger the DVD and then I'll just walk around with <laughs> that, around <laughs> holding it. Yeah. Have you seen my John Dillinger <laughs> yeah. DVD? It's fantastic. It's a great movie. You know, you can't watch it though. It's mine. I just like walking Do with. You it. mean Public Enemies? Because I have the. Oh yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, nothing confused with the the, the, like, the, the rap group Public Enemy. I just think uh, this is my urban planning background coming back out. But um, if anybody wants to know, that's what I'm studying in school right now. But I just think it's so important to have economic development on Staten Island specifically because the majority of people that work have to commute somewhere. And it would be nice to have some decent wage jobs on Staten Island. And this would be a great source of revenue and just like building up different areas around these neighborhoods that would create jobs that maybe the the S79 doesn't have to be ridiculously packed going to Brooklyn or the, right. I think what was the other one, like the 53 or something. Maybe they can actually stay on Staten Island and work on Staten Island. I think uh, just having that opportunity or just for people to actually be able to work here and not have to commute plus 40 minutes each direction is is pretty legit. Oh, that's a great point. That's a lot of jobs that would open up. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be fun too. Like yeah, summer jobs. Well, teenagers. Like you have. You know, it's right there. Like I was just gonna say that's a caveat though. What do you do in the winter for these people? Well, the hotel could still be there. I mean, the ballpark could have winter festivals. You know, like uh, like holiday stuff going on. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you could oh, do that's you, not bad. You, 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 lights show like holiday you, lantern you, stuff. Yeah. You could do like you could do like a haunted house thing for like Halloween. Oh, yeah. Christmas, yeah. Christmas display. Every season, you, you could, could do, do the something. whole under the boardwalk as a haunted house. Right, kind of thing. I mean, under there. Yeah, sure. or do it like Universal does and have like multiple houses. <laughs> oh yeah, have different yeah. themes and the Halloween boom, Christmas boom. They could do what they did for Edgar's during uh, COVID. The bubble thing. Yeah, yeah the egg, bubbles. Put bubbles on the beach. Right. They went to the baseball field this year. Eggers? Yeah. What? Because I would drove by all the time. Built into the. So when I go to your house, right, all the time, like. I would pass uh, Eggers. Like, when last year, all the lanterns were in the back of Richmond Town. Mm-hmm. This year, I didn't see any. I'm like, where are they? Are they not here this year? Freaking, when I drove uh, Forest Hill Road. Mm-hmm. Was it Forest Hill Road? Or is it Aubrey? Yeah, Forest Hill Road. Yeah. They were at the baseball field. Very yeah, I saw signs for Eggers, make a left. I'm like, who put that sign in there? <laughs> Freaking, it's in Richmond Town. That's funny. <laughs> Someone's going to make a left in the woods, <laughs> you know, or the baseball field. And I'm talking, and then I see freaking like 20 igloo bubbles on the baseball field. I'm like, oh shit, they were in line. They, Eggers is there. It's like, oh, make it right for the uh, Eggers uh, lantern, uh, the Christmas, the holiday yeah. town. I'm like, they really, they had like big uh, toy soldier things. And I'm like, huh, I guess they want to do more space, maybe more like a yeah. legit thing for kids and all that and that's when the guy in the peaky blinders outfit came out and said i was stupid now somebody did put that sign there on purpose i thought it was you know when this john dillinger dvd yeah when it's john five miles put this sign here people think so funny but i guess they bought the ice cream i don't know but yeah but like that's cool it makes sense it's a much bigger lot i mean they only had maybe eight igloos yeah on their town lot it's only so big. But either way, Ballwalk, you could definitely do a lot of fun stuff. And imagine yeah. what we could do. Like, we could we could do a lot of fun stuff there. I think they... So we'll be, I think the first thing they would need to put up is places to eat and drink. Yeah. And I'm not talking about necessarily restaurants. I want, I want to grab a go spot. I just want... Or even uh, just like a, a small area with just like food trucks or something. Oh, yeah. It's also true. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, food trucks. Which is good when they have a lot of like the concerts sometimes in the, mm-hmm, during the summer. Mm-hmm. They do have food trucks there a lot. Right. Yeah. And they've been having a lot the past couple of years. More often the Mack truck, the lobster truck. Like they've been really going to stand. I'm like, sweet. Come on. We want the food. Come I wish... Con. They made the boardwalk 
slightly wider then if they were going to do that because yeah. I don't think it's well, yeah. wide enough we to need, sustain we all that. We need a new boardwalk for sure. Yeah. The yeah. freaking wood panels are always popping up and nails. And yeah, it's dangerous for they, bike riding. They, they should redo it or make it a whole maybe cement ball. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of new boardwalk, uh, we did get federal funding um, to build a levee wall across the eastern shore of Staten Island and they are going to be putting in a seawall underneath the the sand and redoing the boardwalk entirely so Ooh. i'm hoping that they're going to be also widening it i know they're definitely going to be making it ADA, ada accessible but i would assume a widening is in the picture which would be great okay this could be All the right. start this could be this is it and then maybe they'll get adequate lighting too because oh my god mm, the light is terrible at nighttime yeah. it's been three summer. quarters of the boardwalk there's no right? light like is someone gonna fix that my dude it's fucking like, pitch black in there the mm-hmm. problem is it's a circuit so one goes out the whole ship's going out. Yeah. But literally three quarters of the boardwalk has no lights at night. And it's so popular at nighttime. There's a million of those uh, mm-hmm. water bugs that are crawling. Oh, out. yeah. Oh, fucking, yeah. yeah. They like the dark. They do. Gregor, do you remember that one year when Pokemon Go first came out? And I ran into it at the boardwalk, and and, and the, all of other Staten Island was there, too? Yeah, yeah everyone in their mother was there? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think pretty much everybody was there yeah, playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. That was, I think, outside of 9-11, Hurricane Sandy... And Pokemon Go is probably a, a close third in how unified we were yep. as an island. Yep. Um, and just like politically, it just didn't matter. It just, everyone was like, oh, let's, let's, let's do this together. It was, it was such an amazing time just to be, to be alive and just to be an actual community that like, I feel like it's really hard to come by these days. Mm-hmm. Agreed. hundred percent. That was like, beautiful way to put that. we were all outside. Yeah, moving exercise. Yep. Nobody was inside playing the games. We were outside. Yep. We're outside playing the games. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, but at least <laughs> but we're outside. But like you know, back you know, we were hey, we could go home play it. No, let's yo every day after work, you meet me at Richmond Town. Meet me at the ball. But we're going to push Pokemon Go. I'm gonna catch that pitchy old owl. Like, yeah. you know, like you don't know. Like it just oh, it was exciting. It was hundred percent. Like I, damn it, we need we need a time like that again to bring us mm-hmm. back. Yeah, no, I wish there'd be like a, a like revival of. Some sort of activity Something. like that, like some right. sort of unifying, uh, you know. You would see friends you haven't seen in so long. Like, oh my god, what do you got? Ah, oh, yeah. man, I'm catching a freaking uh, a ratatouille. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your millionth one. Yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah. gotta you know get the eggs for the candies. I love the like rare Pokemon, and then just like everybody's running. Yeah, because like they're only there for a limited oh, time. Yeah, come yep. on. You're just running down the boardwalk, and I think the thing I loved about the boardwalk so much is like the drastic difference in temperature that you can get between different sides of like from like us going north to south there's like this distinct difference between like midland and south beach on that boardwalk where if you put one hand in one direction and one in the other you're going to feel feel like a sense of humidity and then the other other side is just brisk breezy and it's just so strange you can i, I don't know if you guys had that same experience they're, right. they're ghost pockets i've been calling yeah. that for fucking decades like yeah. it's yeah i call them ghost pockets for that exact reason Especially when you go off the boardwalk and you're going towards Fort Wadsworth. Mm. You hit a patch where it's like heat, 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 and it's like, oh, now it's chilly all of a sudden. And it's like, oh, heat again. Yeah. Or Midland, uh, no, Miller Field. Some, if you go at the, yeah. cold sometimes. If you yeah, go at the right time of morning before the sun comes up, sometimes your lower half on a bike is chilly and your top half is warm. Hmm. It's like split in that kind of horizontal that's weird. Manner. It's on the very horizontal strange. plane. Yeah. But I mean, I guess hot air rises, so it makes yeah. sense the top half to be warm. But it's just very weird to have that sensation. See, I've never been there that early enough. <sighs> you guys You're right talking now. like crack of dawn. Yeah. Right? You got to go like an hour before the sun comes up. Yeah, no. Let's go right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's 9.20 at night. I think like we I... definitely have a couple more hours before the sun comes <laughs> up. Hey, why not? Nighttime. 
what, ten more hours. Two stars. No, I'm good. Um, Actually, it's really nice there when you go in that early in the morning because yeah. you can see all the damn stars. Too. Right. There's no light pollution. Well, yep. there is, but there's not it's as not much as in much. that one spot. Yeah. yeah, you can definitely see a lot. Nah, it's legit. The the early morning sunrise bike rides, Corey, like those are so legit. Um, to 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 fill you guys in, like we just like would do these early sunrise bike morning uh, rides with Corey. <laughs> His mom and then a few other people joined sometimes. Court court came one time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, they, and it's perfect. The, the sun rises in the perfect position where it'll be like directly underneath the Verrazano. So if you if you like photography, this is this is your place to go mm-hmm. because you can't get a better shot in, in a landscape than than this shot. And it's just it's so surreal and it, it's it's a great way to start your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my like my my number you, one. You do goal it a lot, right? Summer. Yeah, I, I try to go as much as I can during the summer. It's like my number one goal is to get to the boardwalk for sunrise. Maybe I'll do it once. Yeah, I've never I've never been there that early. It's it's life changing. Because <laughs> I mean, how many sunsets do you see in your life? How many sunrises do you see? And then kind of right. wait that way. I mean, Wildwood, but we do we did the we did sunrise Wildwood, right? We did every every uh, yeah. all three years we would do it. <gasps> Talk at that picture. We kick our ass Come too. Yeah, because oh, we yeah, freaking remember in the back. I was freaking dying. <laughs> What, remember you were like, Paul, you're right. I'm like, I'm all right. Remember, I was like, those last in the back because I was just so exhausted. Yeah, because we never went to sleep, so we'd stayed up true, specifically yeah. just for that part, and then we would like fucking trudge back to the damn room, and we were having our dance party too in the yeah. room all night. Oh, with fucking rave. Yep. Oh man, nice, a, nice wildwood all nighter. We gotta get yeah. Drew back on for that 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 wildwood experience. We should actually get the whole crew back for that episode. We should go to Wildwood. We'll get 20 people for that episode. And just we'll just talk about that experience. We'll just go to Wildwood. We should do that too. Reenact everything. You could, they, have, they had a guy. I went there this summer on one of the piers. It was a guy in a building on the second floor on the pier itself. And he was just doing a radio show. And you could just like walk up there and ask to be on the show. Huh. Yeah. Let's bring our stuff. We'll do a podcast. Yeah. I mean, he has his equipment too. We're going to sit down right yeah, next right. to him. Oh, so we're just going to do our own thing right next to him. <laughs> and I'll tell you a word. Just like completely take <laughs> just, over his just, space. Just take over space. We put up our signs over his signs. <laughs> it's just like, come on up and join the three ugly guys. Hey, what are you guys doing? We just completely ignore this poor guy. No, <laughs> I like, didn't see you there. I'm sorry, sir. Or imagine we went in there, covered up all of his signs with our stuff, went in there, asked him on his show, and people walk in. He's like, it's a three ugly guys show. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's like, oh, he turns anyway. around. Yeah. Up, oh, what happened to my son? I don't know who did that. Yeah. It's like, oh, you got three ugly guys right here. Yeah. <laughs> three ugly guys on your show right now. Yeah. Oh, man. Imagine. <laughs> That's the dream. Then we eat fudge. Actually, it's a weird dream. Well, if we build up the boardwalk, we could just do it there. We could. It's going to take a few years. What we should do is become famous from this first and then right. invest in our own money on right. the boardwalk. Or when they do that, they come for us because like, hey, we know you guys are, you know, you're Staten Island. We can promote it. Can, yeah. yeah. True. We could be the next Impractical Jokers. We're going to be the biggest podcast on the East Coast. Hell yeah. Because yeah. Joe Rogan's in Texas. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Because Joe Rogan's in Texas. Mic drop. Actually, squad goals right there. We could do that. Yeah. Well, that's why I said you, you got to figure out how to do it. it. You put in your head goals. The universal servant, if I think I deserve it, they'll paint the painting game. <laughs> what? Mark Wahlberg. Oh my God. The guy called him a jerk off, I think, funky when he said bunch. that. Yeah. The funky bunch. Let's not do what he did in that movie. No. Let's not do no. that, but funny movie, though. Yeah. I mean, Joe Rogan, he did that. I mean, he has like what, 2,000 episodes, I think. Yeah. We're almost there. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not. Happy uh, 100. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Whenever this comes out. I, I want to see how many he actually has. Good. Well, speaking of speaking things of it into existence, mm-hmm. um, I was curious of your guys' uh, experiences on 
different things in life, um, particularly fate, irony, or coincidence. And do you think you have had ever, ever had an experience that was, you're like, yeah, this is more than coincidence or this is ironic or yeah, this is definitely a terms of fate. I definitely have, but it, I'm going to need a minute to yeah, think of one. I know for a fact, I, there's been many times in my life where something has happened and if it was just to me or like my friends, whoever the hell I was with, like we would all look at each other and be like, what? Like, did this really happen? Like, oh, didn't you just say this was going to happen? There's def that. That's when we wanted Taco Bell and we got Taco Bell. No, that <laughs> no, 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 that's different. <laughs> nah, all right. No, we forced that to nah. happen. <laughs> Get out. We made our own choices. We did. No, but I, you know what Greg's no, talking I know, about. I know. I'm trying to think. It's well, I, I got. I could start. Yeah, please, yeah. No, please yeah. do. Yeah, I have actually two stories. Um, one's a little bit uh, kind of sad, but I'll start it off with this one. And I, so I went to Catholic high school, and I used to go to confession every single Friday, and. I always had the same sins, so it was always the same penance of like five Hail Marys, five Our Fathers, whatever, right? Um, stay in the pew, do my do my do my little penance, and then walk out of there feeling all cleansed and shit. And then, uh, so I had my same sins. Uh, it was a Friday, uh, and the Monsignor at the time he told me he did not tell me the same penance, and it was a very particular penance. And he told me, "Hey, um, I want you to pray for Jesus to stay with you." And, um, this was really strange. And I was like, okay, cool. This is, this is dope. I don't have to do my five Hail Marys, five out fathers. This is dope. I just do like a five second prayer and whatnot. Um, but then about a couple hours later, I found out my dad passed away. And I feel like those, those instances in life, you always have, um, a lot of people just lose faith and they kind of, kind of blame, blame it on God, blame it on this. Um, my faith has like wobbled between the years, but I do still have some, some level of faith and I do attribute it to that specific situation. And it's, it's just really strange. Cause I mean, I, it was just really ironic for that specific thing to happen. Um, yeah. Oh, and wow. yeah, was, uh, that's deep, yeah. Um, so that's a deep one. Uh, yeah. A little bit less deep. Um, so I'm a big fan of the, this book, the alchemist that, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a. This is I a, wish I knew how to read. <laughs> One day, Joe. One day. We'll, have, we'll have the children to read to the blind to come yeah. read to you. I, I don't know if it was you, Corey. Oh no, wait. I think my friend told me about it, and then I and then you read it prior. Well, I, yeah, I read it in middle school, but I was maybe twelve at the time when I read it, so it didn't mean anything to me back then. It was a book report assignment, so it just it was like the summer reading thing. I was like, all right, get through this as fast as I can, so I can go outside and play with my friends. You know, kind of a deal. But it wasn't until I was older that you told me because your friend you about it for sure uh so yeah so i had like my first read through on it and it was really impactful to my life um to give you a brief thing without having too many spoilers it's just this like soul searching type book and um uh this this dude is basically searching for his his, his treasure his entire life and um i guess it's gonna ruin the plot so spoiler alert Guys, if pause it if you want to not listen in. I don't know. Oh, yeah. All right. Skip ahead a minute. Skip a minute. We'll yeah, wait. skip a minute. If you, we'll if you want to read The Alchemist and you don't want to spoil it, skip ahead yeah. in one minute. We'll wait. A minute's gone by. Wait, <laughs> but imagine if we waited a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then go to the phone. Shit. Oh, no. We're oh, shit. Uh. Okay. So that, now if you're listening again, wait, skip another minute. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that'd be fucking hell. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so, uh, this is definitely a spoiler. So just five seconds, you don't have to skip a whole minute. Uh, but yeah, he finds that out the treasure is actually within himself, within like kind of his, his hometown, um, type feel. And 
So I read this book, was really impactful. And this guy goes on his journey going through all, all these different things in life to try to experience and try to find his treasure. And I always had this really like close connection to uh, Machu Picchu. I always wanted to do the Inca Trail. Uh, and I was like, I gotta do this. It's just like a soul searching thing. And I did like, I did the four day, three night um, hike. Uh, and it was absolutely amazing. And I wanted to read this book again because I didn't recall everything from it. And I was reading this book again and I didn't finish the book on the trail, right? And as as maybe maybe within like, so this is a four day, four day hike, 26 miles, 1500 meters uh, in elevation gain. It's, it's, it's a really long hike, but maybe within like the last like 200 feet, I come across these beetles. Um, and it's a very, very specific horn beetle. And I was like, holy smokes, this is, these are, these are insane. I've never seen these before. Start taking pictures, whatnot, blah, 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 blah. Um, it wasn't until I got home that I finished the book. And at the end of the book, right before the protagonist uh, finds out that the treasure is, is not where he searched for it his entire life, it's actually home, he, find, he comes across these two beetles that they've, they very much explicitly say are the same exact beetles that I've seen. And they start digging. And like Machu Picchu was that same exact experience for me. It was like, I was searching for this the entire time. And when I got to Machu Picchu, it was not what I wanted. It was just like, it was the journey that was like really special to me. And it wasn't Machu Picchu. It was just like, whatever. Um, and it, it's just so, so and it, it, for me to finish the book, not on the trail and finish it at home, it's just like, these things are too much to be coincidences. This is, this is some kind of like how higher power being, right. um, in my opinion. Uh, so yeah, that was, those are my two, two experiences. I don't think we could top those. No, no, I, mean, I literally don't think that I can do that either. Um, well, well that's that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I, I know I, I can't do it because I don't perceive things in a similar vein as maybe you guys do. So, but, um, yeah, I remember you telling me about that whole Machu Picchu thing. I thought it was just perfect that you ended up finishing the book at home. And I was like, ah, oh, look at you. You're Santiago, man. I mean, throw and throw. <laughs> I, I want to read it again. It was a great book. My favorite, one of my favorites. I'll never forget that I finished it the second time. Not anything as profound as when you're reading it, you know, the first in Peru. Time. But, well, I mean, it was definitely better my second time than my first time. Mm -hmm. But I guess not as the same experience as, like, him traveling to another country. Right. And, um, but I had... To go for jury duty that day, so I had to go to the fucking uh, St. George, and then mm -hmm. set my number I called, and right. I was sitting there, and fuck you, jury duty, and fuck you, system. You know, it's just you come there, you fucking sit there, you jerk off you, for a couple hours, you wait until number gets called. <laughs> it's it's like, I don't know if they it's highly illegal, sir. Well, it's like it just wastes your time, man. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna bring my book, and I'll read the book while I'm there. And I was reading the book, and I was just, you know. They were getting closer to my number, so I put the book away and I'd sit and I'd wait and I'd listen. And I'm like, ah, oh, they're not calling me yet. So I go back to the book and then it's like, all right, now it's lunchtime. I'll do that. And I kept getting interrupted. I never got to finish it. I think I got out of there at maybe 12 o'clock. And I called out of work that day because I had jury duty. And because I work in Queens, if I were to leave there to go to work, I would have gotten there at like almost two. I would have had to leave at 2.30. It wasn't, didn't make sense. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I was going to go back home and just do whatever. So, you know, what? let's make this a day. So I jumped the ferry because I'm right there. And I went to Stone Street. I went to three different uh, bars. I got drunk, watched a couple of soccer games. And then I went to, uh, like, right by where the mall used to be mm. in uh, Fulton Street. 
and I was on like the building next to it. And I just climbed to the top, and it was sunny outside. And I just sat in a chair, and I just read the whole rest of the book there. And it was like the perfect day. It was great temperature. Mm. I had sun. I had a buzz going. <laughs> you know, I salvaged a moment that I would have otherwise just went home for. Yeah. But I just felt like, for whatever reason, something said like, "All right, you're here. You're this close to the ferry. Just go anyway." And I did. And I always think about that when I want to go somewhere and I want to stay where I am. And I always kind of think to myself, like, am I going to regret going? And almost every time I don't regret going. So I just do it. And it's totally Hmm. worth it. And I always think after I finish that kind of experience, like, man, what if I had chosen to just stay home? Right. And I always think that when I do choose to stay home sometimes, like after the fact, I'm like, what did I just miss today? Like, I have no idea. I I don't know. (laughs) It's like, it's like, yes, man, right? Um, I feel like in my 20, 2016 was a crazy year for me. I, I, I experienced a lot of different things and I attribute it to watching the movie Yes, Man and just saying yes to everything. Like when, when your friends ask you to go out, you know, I, I just say yes. And you know what? Sometimes you might regret it, but if you regret it, then just go, go home. Yeah, I mean, it's right? yeah, just like I gotta go, I gotta go, you know. Yeah, just Irish goodbye if you you don't even also have to true, say yeah. it all the time. Yep. I just think yeah, just saying yes a lot is is it's just so beneficial, at least for me for my mental health. But also saying no too, right? Like a hundred percent, yeah, yeah. Like I need to stay home. I need to I need to chill. I need to recharge. I mean, mm-hmm. I know definitely after after this semester in grad school, like I politely said no, and like I think really good friends would be like, oh cool, yeah, no problem, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember at one point, maybe a month or two ago, there's a lot of things circulating Instagram, especially uh, specifically the stories, where it's like, um, why isn't staying home a plan? Like, how come somebody asks me, are you doing anything later? I can't just say, yeah, I'm going to stay home. Yeah. Like, why can't that be my plan? Like, why do I have to say, no, I'm not doing anything? It's like, no, me being home is my thing yeah. that day. And I shouldn't have to apologize agreed. for that. Because society has put it into our brain that we don't want to disappoint people by just telling them that. Whether or not that's really the reason, but like, I'm sure that there's instances with there's people who really get like pissed off when you tell them that. But then oh, there's of other, course, yeah. But then there's other people that are like, all right, cool, do mm. your thing. It just comes down to the people that you keep around you. Yeah, true. But, um... But yeah, I think I think that's more of like a stigma in society. It's mm. like you don't really want to. You'd rather come up with a lie than to just say that you don't feel like doing something because you don't want to like quote unquote set anyone off. See, yeah, I mean that's an interesting point too because I really try to veer from lying, and I, I think in the last several years it's I've gotten to a point where I'd rather just tell a harsh truth than lie about something and get caught in it later. So. If I don't want to go out, I'm just going to say I'm not going out. Because at the end of the day, if they're like, oh, well, you went somewhere and said that. It's like, yeah, I didn't say I, I didn't, wasn't going to go anywhere else. I just said I didn't want to go do what you were doing. You know, I mean, I didn't say I had a I birthday just, party to go to yeah. and you found out I was home playing video games. As you get older, at least for me, you, you, you come across that uh, realization yeah. a lot easier. It, it is better to just give a harsh truth than to just, you know, sprinkle lies everywhere and yeah. make a mess for yourself. Plus, that's also how you weed out people that you don't really give a shit about or True. don't really care yeah. about you. <laughs> I think uh, on that point, too, about like just society's like norms, I think uh, I was talking to my friend today about how our, our social circles have just um, expanded to unrealistic levels because of social media, mm-hmm. right? Like our, our innate instinct is to have 
a really close community of about a hundred people max where we try to impress and try to become friends with all these different people. And th this is like the maximum amount of people that our brain can actually handle. And I think, um, like society right now, like we have these kids that are so depressed and have so many um, mental issue problems because they, of social media, we have, they're, they're trying to entertain a circle that is, is thousands of people and constantly just fed to them of like, oh, this, these people are doing this, these people are doing that. So you can't feel like, oh, I'm going to stay home tonight because, oh, look at that, all these 20,000 other people that are doing these amazing things yeah. in Mexico, uh, swimming on boats in, in Tulum. I know everyone's seen a picture of somebody oh, on yeah. Staten Island in Tulum. Tulum oh, yeah. yeah Tulum. All of a sudden, last everyone. year, it fucking blew up. I don't know when that happened, but Mexico. Tulum became like the number one hotspot mm -hmm. in 2021. I Crazy. Mean, I hear it's nice. But it's yeah. like, like you said, like everybody's going everybody's there. there. And now is it because everybody wants to go there? Or is it a domino effect where one person went there, posted the, all their fake social media posts? Like, you know, my life is so great, yada, yada, yada. And now everybody's like, well, I got to go do that too. Well, why do you got to do that too? Because you want to? Or because you have to show off to 100 people that don't really care about you? Did yeah. you see that? Was it was a commercial online or on TV where they went, it was in the woods and like a lake. They had, you know, the Japanese... Uh, what do you call those? Cherry blossoms? No, like the metal thing, like the symbol, like the stand things, the metal. Oh, like the arch thing? I know yeah, what you're talking about, thing. but yeah, I don't know I don't know what they're called. I don't think so. So, maybe it was online I saw it, but like, so this, it was all, it was all quiet, right? Because you saw, you just saw the, the arches, the water, the woods next to it, just, ah. And there's this girl standing in the middle, like, you know, ah, what, you know, this is what people see. And then you just flip the camera, right? There was a long line of people oh, waiting, waiting to take pictures there. Because you thought, oh, it's just her. Oh, wow, she's in the middle of nowhere. Nope. Turn around. Hundreds of people waiting online just to get a picture there. Tourist trap. Got to put it online. Yeah. Got to post, you know. Yep. That's can't just, can't just bask every, in every like, day. Wow. Yeah, every day when I come home from work and I'm walking to the ferry, like I pass by the bull. Uh, in in uh you know by Wall, Wall Street, Street over yeah. there and it's just a lot every day it doesn't matter what the weather is what the temperature is what time of the year it is it's just everyone in the mother's just there lined up take pictures with the fucking yam sack of yep. the bowl <laughs> and then on the other side with his face you gotta rub it for good luck yeah, yeah. oh they do a little bit more than that yeah, I'm sure they do <laughs> yeah, look my face is right next to it yeah well. I think this is crazy uh just there there's this like double edged sword of going viral and wanting people to have success uh both both because it brings revenue right mm -hmm. and and i'm also thinking about like tangentially like um local artists right like we we love these artists and we want them to succeed we want them to blow up but as soon as they get like mainstream they don't become as accessible as much as as they once right. were so you lose that thing and it's like oh i don't i don't want this person to stay like underground forever just so that um it's cool because I like underground music. It's it's more because like I want them to still be accessible and still be down to earth. And yeah, I think that that's kind of like not as much related to these tourist trap things. But in the same time, I think there's the same token of just like yeah, no, I totally understand what you mean. Yeah, because like you don't want to you you want to see people grow, but you at the same time you don't want to like give them away, right? If you if you have that mindset, if that makes sense. But it's also about appealing to a crowd. That too, right? I mean, and that, listen, I definitely fall into this too. Like when I go when I go out with my friends and I'm having a good time, I definitely post stories of me mm -hmm. doing cool yeah. shit, you mm -hmm. know. And I it makes you feel like you know, yeah. And I I haven't been able to answer the question yet of why do I care if other people know I went out tonight and had a good night? Like I don't know why I care if people see me doing karaoke in Queens. I don't I don't know why, but I post videos. 
I like posting the videos. Because, I don't know why I care if they see them right, or not. Right, because you just answered your own question. You do it because you like it. You don't care about what other people think. If other people come across your story and see it and they like it, that's great. But like, you're not doing it for validation. You're doing it for yourself. But then why don't I just keep the video then instead of posting it on Instagram? Why don't I just keep it private? That's the quite like I don't know why I you know that I don't know. It's a weird thing to think about. Sometimes you might get a friend. I know Corey, you've done this with me. I post a story and you respond like yo, you know, like you would respond to it, and you would get people like that who appreciate oh. your story, you yeah. appreciate your post, appreciate that you're living your life, and they could like appreciate, you know, like they could like you know, like yo, I, they feel that you know, they relate. Bro, that was and that makes you fucking brilliant. Feel good about that. Because I, I love that. I love people who respond to my story. Yo, that's awesome. That looks... Where was that? Oh, I've been there. That's amazing. And that makes me feel, feel good that someone can, like, relate. Like, my story made them feel good about themselves. Mm. And that makes me feel good. Dude, that's fucking... That, that literally... You just answered the question. I've never been able to answer. Even if it's one person. Uh, yeah. How many people view your stories? <laughs> Millions, and then who really cares? Yeah, Joe's got millions of people looking at his stories, and we can't get enough people on ours yet. (laughs) But listen, if one person responds to my story, yeah, that's a successful story Mm -hmm. right there. And it's also nice when it's people that you wouldn't expect to comment either. You're like, oh, a lot of times it's random people sometimes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. spoken to in a long time. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh shit, that was that was funny. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that makes me feel good. Yeah, there's a girl I used to work with that I haven't seen her since we worked together, but. You know, every now and then she'll post a story on her Instagram, and I'm like, oh, I'll comment. And then we talk for like, you know, maybe a couple it hours. It just, you know, yeah, it's something, you know, I get a perspective of somebody I haven't talked to in over a decade. Is that, yeah. is that fall into the whole fate and coincidence type deal? Cause it's like, what if, what if I didn't post that thing on social media? Would um, I have had this nice conversation mm, with this person? Very true. I mean, yeah, I think maybe unconsciously that has to, that could definitely be uh, thought of like that because, you know, like, like Corey said, I, I could just keep this to myself. And like, if it's just a, a, a personal memento that you want to keep and just make memories of, you don't need to post it. I mean, I guess Instagram and Facebook is a great place to just have like a, an online journal, which I guess we don't keep much anymore as I mean, most people don't keep it like an actual physical journal anymore. So having that online is, is I it's guess, like your journal. Yeah. It's accessible. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, that's a great point. And I guess it's also that point too. You don't know how your story might affect another human being, right? And you know, like you said, like I mean, it could make somebody's day. Yeah. Like, uh, case in point, I think I might have been telling you. I think it, I think I was telling you when I went to, when I went to see you on Monday. I was in the apartment, and uh, at the time of this recording, it's January. Oh right. And, that's, for, uh, that's for Kyle. That's for Kyle. <laughs> well, no, I didn't mean no, I, <laughs> Kyle, that's for you. That's not how I meant that. Say I just that. I had to put context that, in it because it's January no, when we're recording you, this. You, and you I put your context in there, I, damn it. And I'm just getting over COVID. So I was in the house for like literally the farthest I went in a week was the sidewalk to take out my garbage. And then that Sunday, actually, no, a friend of mine told me to go out because it was really warm outside. I went to the woods. But Monday, I was sitting in the apartment, sun was going down, and I went on Instagram, and my friend she lives in Manhattan, and she posted a picture of the sunset. And I was like, holy shit, this is right now? I was like, wait, seriously? And I opened the blinds, and I saw it from my window. And I was like, holy shit. Put on a jacket, put on my shoes, and I went out there, and I got to watch it firsthand. I got to literally just sit there, or stand there, and watch this amazing sunset. This beautiful orange and reds that I would have completely missed right. if I did not see her Instagram story. Right. But seeing that made, compelled me to go outside and experience that firsthand. So... You know that, and that's something special, man. Oh. That's a positive spin on social media. Yeah, and I, I guess being able to determine who's posting shit just to flex, and then who's posting it just to share a part of themselves with the world. 
which you find out more through experience. Yeah, absolutely. Just knowing people. Yeah. So I'll give you, I have, I actually have an example. I was thinking of one. It's going to be pretty stupid compared to your guys' stories, but it does fall into the whole, you know, is it an omen? Is it a fade? Is it whatever? So, and I actually looked it up. Your story? <laughs> you, 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 yes. Do I have a story? Oh, all right. No, no, I have a, I have a picture and I'll, 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 I'll show you guys, I'll show you guys after. So in 20, so. I've mentioned on, on the podcast, uh, Paul. Paul also, we are comic book guys. You know, we actually collect the stuff. Maybe. You know, we read the comics sometimes. I, do. I, but, do. Uh, you I know do. you do. Um, I used to, but b- big collectors, right? So back Huge. in back in 2017, um, I remember there was um, there's a store that that me me and me and Paul and our friends we usually go to like in Jersey that they have like a semi annual sale. So I remember there was one day it was me. Um, my friend John, who was on our Nick ass episode, and oh, yeah. and, mm. and, and Nick's ass, yes, Nick's ass. That's why Nick's, Nick's ass, ass is famous. <laughs> I forgot why he said that. I forgot why Nick said about we were talking about his famous ass. Yes, his famous I, ass. I completely forgot that, that was in that episode because we did an episode called Nick Gas. Yeah, it sounds like Nick's ass. I can, ass. Okay, oh, you're welcome, Nick. If you're listening, I just ran, I just realized why we said that. Okay, cool. Carry on, Joe. So on this day in 2017, right, there was this semi-annual sale for this one store we go to. So usually when we do these, we'll go to this one store, do their sale in the morning in Jersey, and then we'll go to like neighboring towns in Jersey and go to those comic book stores just to end off the day before we come back home. And I remember, I don't know why, but like I woke up that day and I wasn't, I didn't put into my head like, all right, I'm going to look for this specific comic because you can never do it to yourself because then you never find it. But for some reason, something told me, I don't know, Spider-Man was, was, was in my head for whatever reason. And I remember I wore a Spider-Man shirt and I wore my Spider-Man Nike foam pasta sneakers. I don't know why. I just, I put them on. We went to the sale, bought some things, went to another store. And this is the first time we went to this other store. Walk in, place is packed, and all the way in the back of the store behind the register, I see the first appearance of Venom. Mm. So, I mean, back then, I didn't have... Spider-Man 300. Book, Spider-Man 300, first appearance of Venom. It's a very big Spider-Man comic from the late 80s. And I make a beeline for it. And they're like, holy shit, he's running for it. He's running for it. <laughs> and it was there. It was a great copy. And I bought it. And I just felt like something was telling me, put this shirt on, put these shoes on today. And then I went into that store and see, like, it's a stupid story. No, no, no. It's but like, it, right. But like, uh, it, it's yeah, like, it's was it fate? And then I even documented it. So I made a little graph, a little picture there. There's, I there took a picture go. of my shirt. I got the sneakers and then I have the, uh, a whole pig stitch. Yeah. Yeah. A whole little, little collage picture that I made. Nice. And like, yeah. So like, again, like not anything remotely close to like. Your guys' stories that you shared, but I think it still falls within the same category of like, you know, was it a coincidence? Was it fate? Was I destined to buy that book that day? I yes. think, <laughs> of course, Paul's going to say that. Buy well, I guess them all. You see the buy outcome too. You're buying it, you know. But but, but well, because for, for the non-comic people, they might be like, you know, like why is that special? But for the comic people, they'll know. Is like when you go comic hunting, quote unquote. Right, especially if if you're not going to a comic con, like you're just going to like a random comic book store, you don't know what what they're gonna have on there. Like if you walk into New York Comic Con, you're gonna find a million copies of that comic. Like almost every stand is gonna have at least one copy of it. So like if you really wanted that book that bad, I guarantee you could find it. Not this past year. Well, that's because COVID's a thing. But um, if you, but like if you go to like a random store on a random day, like a random Saturday, a random yeah. Sunday, it's like you don't know what they're gonna have on hand in their inventory. You have no idea. No. And to this day. I have never seen that book in a random store on a random day like that since. 
Like, I only see other copies, like, after I got mine at, like, a comic convention. Or, like, I'll go to comic conventions with, like, our same group of friends. And, like, when those guys were looking for their own copy, it's like, yeah, they'd would they be looking for them. They can't find it. They can't find it. They go to a convention where there's, like, 60 different vendors and, like, they all have a copy. And it's like, all right, cool. Which one's the best price? Like, at that point, it's very easy. But, like, in that moment, when you you have that, you know, aha moment where you find one. And, I don't know, that day, it just... I don't know. I'd rather have that moment, though, because that, that feels That like, feels better. You go to the con, like, all right, I can just get it there, I can get it there, whatever, but that just, it's in the moment, and it's there, it's yours. Like, that's, yeah. there's, no, there's no other one. Like, that, it was destiny. Mine. Yeah. This, this was like, meant for it. me, now. Well, and you just said before, you know, you said if you're not comic book fans, like, you know, it probably doesn't seem anything important, but, I mean, that's the point of, if you do believe in fate or destiny, it only matters to the person who's experiencing right. it. It literally doesn't, who cares if anybody thinks it's important or not? doesn't matter. It didn't happen to them. You know, the person that it's affecting is the only person that it matters for. Mm-hmm. And speaking of this, I think why this is such a big thing for me is I'm a huge baseball guy. And yeah. one of our fa- my favorite movie is The Sandlot. And you, you said the word omen, Joe. Yes. And I'm like, this you know just the a, scene. it means it brings me immediately to that scene of him just like clobbering the ball busting the guts out of a ball busting the guts out of a ball and you see this just beautiful leather on the floor actually no the leather goes over the fence yeah and then this and the spalding inside stays on the mm-hmm. floor and yeah and then and then he loses the babe roof ball right. you should never brought it out he knew it but you know what it was it was the omen they thought they still had to play ball that day and Look what happened. Look what happened. Then they had arguably the greatest day of their lives just trying to retrieve the ball. That too. Parked over the fence. Yep. Yep. It made it all the way to Sandlot 3, unfortunately. Unfortunately. You don't mention. (laughs) We don't mention 2 either. Sandlot 2 was okay. I mean, ish. You had had James Oldrow. It was literally the same story. It it was a rocket. A toy rocket Mm -hmm. instead of a baseball. 3 was, no. I never even saw it. They recasted Benny. Ew. So you do that? No, get out of here. <laughs> get, get Benny the, in the jet. Okay, not that See, bad. it's funny because Benny! his nickname was Benny the Jet, Rodriguez. What? Yes. But Bananas. technically he took place, what, in the 60s, which came out way before Elton John's song. So technically he's the he's original the real Benny, Benny the Jet. jet. <laughs> Elton John's song? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and that was the Beatles. Oh, no. Benny in the Jet. Get out of your own apartment. Be- damn it. Um. So I, I just pulled the, I just pulled the lyrics just so I can get them definitively. But, Benny uh, the Jet? No, no, no! Totally uh, different song. They need the jet. It's uh, it's a, it's a Kid Cudi song, but under his uh, his group Wizard, he came mm-hmm. out with an album Wizard years ago. I was in, I don't know if it came out in 2012 or 13. I was in college, it was the end of my college career, and there's a song called Upper Room, and you know the slang for Upper Room is like heaven, right? So it, it and uh, the hook of the song is, you know, I don't believe in miracles, no. But I do believe in fate, and I do believe in destiny. Mm-hmm. And I love that song. I love the way it sounds. Um, I don't believe in fate or destiny like he does. But it's just, you know, because I also don't know how to separate that from miracles, too. Right? Because what separates a miracle from fate or destiny, right? If a miracle happens to you, mm-hmm. was it were you fated to have that miracle bestowed upon you? And then I always think about one of my favorite movies of all time, Signs. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we discussed how much I love that mm-hmm. movie, and that's the whole point of that film. Oh, the end of the movie, yeah. Yeah. Is do you believe in those signs? For like, sure. is it you know, is this just a random act of chance, or was this meant to happen? You know, and the whole end of the movie, he's like, you know, this is why he had asthma. This is why he had asthma because you know this way he won't die. You know, like, that was the whole point of the movie, and uh, you know, obviously he goes through this whole period of 
you know, I mean, he was a pastor, you know, and then he lost his religion, you know, because of a tragic accident. And at the end, it's like all of this, every single thing happened for a reason, right? And when you look at that film, you know, and his wife passing away and having the final moment with him, right? And she's like, you know, tell Meryl to swing away. You know, her dying put that in his brain so that when that alien picked up his son, he could say those words to save his son's life. And you think, like, would his son have died if his wife didn't die? Because right. he wouldn't have had that thought in his head to tell Meryl to do that, mm -hmm. to go do that. You know, so it's just this whole thing is linked together. And it's like, wow, I mean, is this too much of a coincidence to be simply that? Or, you know, is it something different? And I think for me, I don't believe in fate or destiny because I, I don't believe in a grander narrative, mm -hmm. you know. And I think Neil from The Matrix hits that on the head perfectly because Morpheus asked him that question, too. And, he, you know, I think he asked him if he believes in destiny. And he goes, no. And he's like, why not? He's like, I don't like the idea of me not being in control of my own fate. I kind of like that. With him. I agree with him on that one, too. So Terminator. There is no yeah. fate but what we make. Yeah. See, mm -hmm. I'm kind of like that one, too. You know, it's, it's more so, you know, I, I fucking I hate the adage, everything happens for a reason. It's like, you know, in a very pure sense, it does because cause and effect exists in the universe. But that's not how people mean it. People mean, like, oh, this was meant to happen to you. It's like, no, it wasn't meant. There's no grand design. Right. Because in order to say that this was meant to happen to me, that means that there's some sort of, you know... Preconceived notion that yeah, like, it is what it is, and you can't do anything to pilot your own life. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't like the way... I hate the way that comes off. It's you, like, oh, this is meant to happen to you. You need to watch Back to the Future Part 2 and 3. Because <laughs> that's the whole ending of the third tri yeah. of the trilogy when uh, they had... Cause, the whole thing is, the whole first movie was like, oh, the future, the future's set. Everything's supposed to happen. But then in the third movie, spoiler, mm -hmm. the sheet that they she brings back from the future, it disappears. She's like, Doc, uh, what, the sheet disappeared. Like, why? You know, why does it disappear? Of course it did, my dear. Your future hasn't been written yet. Only you can do that. And I'm like, ah, like you, you don't, you could do whatever. You can change it up. You, you, it's not set in motion. Like you will decide your future. Yeah. You will write it. Yeah, go back in time and step on that flaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now you come back to the future and we don't have chairs. Well, I mean, there you go. Oh, why did I? Why did yeah. I see that fish? Why, 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 I wish I, I wish I, I didn't squish that fish. fish. Yeah. And then there goes fuck it. I'm gonna, hit, I'm gonna hit everything. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. I'm gonna kill you. Take that. Take that. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was a great episode. I'm glad you watched that episode. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's one of my favorite Trials of Horrors. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where I take that approach. Whereas whatever whatever idea of fate or destiny is, it's whatever I'm choosing to do. And I believe in cause and effect. You know, I don't believe that it happened. For a reason, as in that was on purpose, I believe that this happened because this thing happened. So this is the natural progression of this outcome of these events. It will. I think uh, I may have a different view on you than you on this. And I don't know if we're like, maybe, maybe we're just like talking two different languages though too. And I think that could definitely be it. Um, but the way that I see it is I totally believe in cause and effect. Obviously, whatever kind of outcome you want, you can make that happen. I just think some things are just unexplainable. I mean, I guess you could even look at it just like cancer patients that like there's a 99% chance that they're not going to live, right? And then somehow somehow they live. So you you can consider that a miracle. You can I mean, that that distinguishing in between the definitions of miracles and fate. That that I'm unsure of. I mean, cuz that that's kind of like blurring lines. Um, but I think like what you said too, Paul, about like back to the future and I, I don't think people's futures are written. 
And that's definitely not what I'm saying. I am saying though that maybe, maybe, maybe our differences in um, how we view like a grander purpose type thing, uh, maybe, maybe that's where our differences come into play, Corey. But I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think some things are just so inexplainable that it's just like, I don't know how this happened. And there is no cause and effect maybe. Like, cause there's nothing that caused this to happen. You know, like busting the guts out of a baseball right. or mm. yeah. Like how, how, how did this happen and never happen to any of my friends ever seen it online? Like just, this is just like some stuff is just weird that it's just, sh I don't have the sheer strength to swing so hard at a baseball to, for that to happen, but it happened for some weird reason. I guess maybe weird is a great way to put it. Like, why did it happen? Well, I think that's kind of, you and I had a conversation maybe two years ago about this. I think we were walking somewhere. We went into the woods at some point and we were discussing this. And I kind of said, um, like, you know, the way God was kind of invented was to explain the unexplainable, right? You know, back in the day, they couldn't explain why the sun came out at night. So, or during the day, just fucking. Why does sun come back? Where am I? That's Alaska. even stranger, actually. You can't explain that. So, you know, like when you read, uh, so my dad bought me that set of books over there, uh, Mythos, Heroes, and Troy. Uh, it's written by Stephen Fry, and it's all about, you know, Greek myths, Greek history, you know, Greek mythology and all that stuff. And, um, you know, and you, when you're reading the book, you just kind of. They, they explain how these insane things happened with these insane stories. Like, they explain why currents happen. They explain why day and night happens. They explain how wine was invented, how bumblebees were invented, and stuff like that. And, you know, in the 21st century, they're completely ridiculous tales. Like, they, they don't make any sense whatsoever. But back then, they didn't know what we knew now. So that was the explanation. Hmm. And their explanation for most things was some god did these things because we don't know how to explain it. And there's a book I was telling somebody about recently about, I didn't read the book yet, but it's in my Amazon cart and it's just about a pencil and how a pencil exists in the world. And it's like 80 pages and it has, to, and it literally goes through, all right, well, what's a pencil? It's wood, graphite, rubber, and metal. Okay. Well, now where do you get wood, graphite, rubber, and metal, you know, different parts of the world. Okay. Well, how do you get to those places in the world? Then what tools do you use to harvest these materials? Well, wait, but then how do you get those tools that you use to harvest these materials? All right, well, then how do you make the boats that ship these materials? And it just goes in to show like the impossibility of a pencil existing, mm. but it does. And it's so complicated that it gets there, but eventually it works out. And I guess with um, the baseball in the Sandlot, there's a particular part of, oh, Jamie, shout out to you real quick if you're listening, because you're going to appreciate this part. There's a part in The Martian, the book, mm -hmm. what a great book that is, where something happens and you're just kind of like, oh yeah, it's right behind Paul, right yep. there. Andy Weir. 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 Andy Dufresne. W-E-I-R, however you pronounce that. Yeah. <gasps> I met, we, 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 no, you weren't with me. Wait, Comic -Con. Andy Dufresne? No. <laughs> Wait, him at Comic-Con, the Martian dude. Oh, no, no. Uh, years ago. What, Christopher Lloyd? What? He was in the movie, the, My Favorite Martian. Not that one. Oh, okay. And then, he didn't go to Comic-Con. Uh, one oh, day, okay. I hope so. I would love to meet him. Um, but, like, this thing happens, and you're just like, how the fuck did this thing occur? I don't want to give it away if anyone wants to read the book. But then 
you read the pages, I think, proceeding that moment, and it, they explain, like, all right, well, you know, this thing happened back on Earth, and then what, this is what happened in space, and then this is what happened on Mars. And because this thing happened at this place, and then this thing happened in this place, and then this thing happened in this place, over the course of a hundred, hundreds of days, it caused this one catastrophic event to happen. And if you had just read the book, and that thing occurred, you'd be like, holy shit, that's like, this dude was fucked from the beginning. But then when you read all the explanation, you're like, all right, it's not as ridiculous, it actually kind of makes sense. So with the baseball, it's kind of like, all right, well, maybe there was something at the, you know, baseball factory and there was an issue with this particular shipment of whatever was keeping the baseball together and because this particular guy just didn't do a very good job that day of spot checking these things and they just happened to get a defective baseball you know and in terms of probability and statistics when you sell millions of baseballs a handful of them are going to end up having that happen and it's just going to happen to people randomly you know and it's as important as you want it to be, I guess. I totally agree. I think you're getting at exactly what I'm trying to say is like, even if the probability is just like one in a million, right? It happened to these dudes. And then they just had, the, like like Joe said, the greatest day of their lives. And the next ball that they took happened to be autographed by Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth? Uh, Baby Ruth. Colossal Who is she? <laughs> <laughs> what? The great, the salt in the sloth. The same guy? <laughs> it's the same guy. Um, but yeah, I think even even maybe just like dumbing it down to like an experience of like you're walking home core and, and you're like, you're in a specific mood, right? And you turn on your, your iPhone and a specific song comes on that's just like, maybe you have a thousand songs on your iPod or I, iPhone. I guess that's dating how old I am. Uh, and it's like, wow, this is exactly what I needed. Um, recently that happened to me too. I, I've been in a, in, a, in a certain mood and I picked up this book. Uh, what's it called? Oh, something library, right? Yeah, Midnight Library. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I had no idea what it was about. I just screenshotted it from one of my uh, friends that post books that I usually like. And I picked it up, read it, and it was literally everything I needed um, at this specific moment in my life. And yeah, coincidence, maybe. Uh, destiny, maybe. De destiny, maybe. Miracles, who's, who knows the, the difference between all these definitions. But it's just, it's just like strange, right? You know, like it, it's just weird. I, I, other than I, other than weird, I guess people can't put it a different way, right? Weird could be good. Weird could be good. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm reminded of a. Uh, it was on the Warner Brothers website. And they used to have like games, like Looney Tunes yes. games and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they used to have like little Looney Tunes shorts, and one of them was Daffy Duck, and I, it was. Uh, I can't remember the name of the exact segment, but it was along the lines of like mysterious phenomenon of the unexplained, you know, and there's just all these miniature stories of things that they just couldn't explain that they just threw in here because they were so bizarre. And, uh, you know, that, that's what it always reminds me of. It's like mysterious phenomena of the unexplained, you know, and this thing happened. And I guess you're kind of facing the moment of I can sit here and try to figure out why this happened or I can just take it that it did and just move on from there, you know. And sometimes I don't know if it's better to find out the answer or not, you know, because I think sometimes you get a lackluster reason for why something happened. And, and you're then just it ruins like, it. Yeah, it might. And then it's also a good question, though. Then does that dilute the experience that transpired afterwards? <clears throat> does knowing why something happened 
hurt what happened afterwards. Well, does it make it better? Yeah. I think it comes down to the situation that you happen to be in at that moment. Some things are better left unexplained. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't ever go searching for answers. No. Personally, I just think like, wow, that was an amazing experience. I can't believe that I actually was been was beneficial. It was so beneficial for me to actually have, and I was I was blessed to have that. And um, I don't really look for the explanations. Yeah, no. You to put be honest. you put that memory in your back pocket, and you keep it with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. I got a couple stories. Okay. Boom. But they yeah. they're two separate stories, but they coincide with each other. Yeah. So, go for it. Okay. All right. 2016, end of 2016, bad year for me. Mom passed away. Christmas is coming. First holiday, first Christmas without mom. I'm a wreck, you know, whatever. Not looking forward to it. Not going to get, you know, just bad time. Need a new phone. I was like, all right, whatever. December comes, get a new phone. Uh, the deal was Best Buy, you get free uh, the VR goggles. If you, you know, I'm, ah, cool, whatever. And, Go there in person. Oh, yeah. The guy was busy. Oh, he's busy right now. But uh, talk to the lady over there. Old lady, whatever. She's like, oh, you can only get that deal if uh, you got to buy it online. You know? I'm like, what? <sighs> I'm here now. I want... Fine. I go home. My brother, my brother, actually, I go to my brother's house. Fine. Get the cart. Boom. All right, let's go. Store pickup. Bam. Go there. Same old lady. Oh, no, no. Not old lady. Now I go to the guy because he's free. He's like, no, you, you could have bought that in person. What was she talking about? I'm like, what? Fine. So I go to buy it, and then uh, something happened. He's like, "Oh wait, no, you don't get the VR thing because uh, maybe, maybe what? Maybe that was it because you only get them in person." I was like, "But the lady told me to do it online." So he's like, oh, "Fine." So, but here's the other kicker too. But I'll get in the phone. Not only to get the VR goggles, but you get a three hundred dollar gift card. I'm like, "Sweet." So I was like, "Wait, I want the VR goggles." He's like, "Well, you did it online. We only do that in person." Like, but the old lady told me to do it online. So I was like, "All right." So what we're gonna do is. You're going to return what you just bought online, and then we're going to rebuy it in person. I'm like, oh, see, sounds fair enough. But here's the thing. Since I did it online the first time, I was supposed to get the $300 gift card digitally through email. I was like, oh, my slip, I'm not going to. He's like, don't worry. You're not going to get that. It's, going to, it's too quick. You'll, it'll get canceled. You're going to get a physical one you know, today. I'm like, all right, cool. Bought the phone, got the physical $300 gift card. Cool. The next day, Sunday morning, because I bought it on Saturday. I wake up, got an email. Here's your three hundred dollar gift card. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I just got an extra three hundred bucks. So now I have six hundred bucks waiting. You know, I'm like, oh, what do I do? And this is Christmas time. I'm like, I'm buying a PS4. Boom, PS4, got it. Store pickup, borderline <laughs> <laughs> left. Boom, and that was Christmas. That was like my Christmas present to myself. And I'm like, wait a minute, mom just passed away, and I'm freaking. You know, like Christmas without her first time. I was, in my head, I'm like, was this a present from her? Like, you know, hey, I still want you to have a good Christmas. Merry Christmas. Here's a PS4. Free, you know, free, like, I don't know. Could be coincidence. But at the time, going through those emotions, you know, you feel what you want to feel. A few months later, March 17th comes around, her birthday. First birthday without it. Like, it's her first birthday. And I'm like, I'm a mess. I'm like, oh, it's her birthday. Like, uh, you know, whatever. Day after her birthday, legit. The day after her birthday, I'm like, I hope she had a good birthday. Have I hope she, you know, whatever, celebrated with her parents and whatever, whatever. I come home, legit. This is the day after her birthday, and in my driveway was a floating balloon, a floating yellow balloon, just floating. It's weird. And I go to it, and the balloon said, "Happy birthday." Mm. I'm like, all right, it's a little weird, but fine. I took the balloon and I put it in my breezeway. Now I know for those. 
who've been to my house, I have a breezeway in between the garage and the house. It's like a wooden door or whatever. I put it, open the door, and I look the gate. I put it to the side. Boom. And this way, it can't really go anywhere. It's like in there. But if you keep going in the back, it goes to the backyard. I leave for a few hours. Legit, I'm out for a few hours. Come home. That balloon is in front of my house tied to the bush. Like Legit, like it's now there. I'm like, how did it get there? Like, why is it, like, I already saw, like, why is it, it wants me to see the balloon. And I'm looking, I'm like, wait a minute, but I put it in the breezeway. So the only way that could, it could escape the breezeway is if it floated in the backyard and then floated up in the air, floated over my house to go to the front of the yard and then get tied up at the bush. Or somebody opened the gate and it just floated by itself in the front and got tied up. So I'm like, how the hell, like, it's legit. It's, it's really one in a million kind of shot. And then I started just breaking down. I'm like, it's like some, something wants me to see this balloon. A happy birthday balloon. And, you know, my mind the day before was saying, I hope she has a great birthday. I hope she had a good birthday. I, I really, you know, it's her birthday. It's her birthday. And there's a balloon saying happy birthday. Maybe I was like, maybe this is her saying, hey, I had a good birthday. Don't worry. You know, whatever. So that was like a weird moment for me. So I, like, two separate stories, but same they're kind of, they're kind feeling, of you know, connected. Out of the, like, I haven't had one since then. That was a, but that was a weird... Especially, I, I don't know, I can't think of anything else, but that those moments were like really weird fake kind of moments. I don't know. Coincidence? Weird, yes, but special. Like something, mm. you know, like you said, like if you find the real meat, like, what are the real reasons? Do I want to know the real reasons what happened? No. No. Just keep them. Keep them. That's your memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are legit. And I, when you asked, I had nothing in my head. I'm like, wow, I have nothing. And then after you guys went, I'm like, all right. And all of a sudden, popped in. So, and now that I thought about it, it makes me feel good. I really forgot. I haven't thought about those in a long time. Mm. And now it makes me feel like more like I feel better myself now. Cause I, I, you know, obviously I've been going through some stuff times now and thinking about that stuff. I feel good. Again. I feel those are nice things. So thank you, Greg. I appreciate that. That was, of course. Thank good. you, Paul, for sharing. No. Yeah, man. Seriously. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Those are good stories, dude. No, thank you. Different, but definitely weird. Yeah, unexplainable. I think I think uh, if you look at like people who are really into like zodiac signs and stuff, they, they, it's 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 weird. It's it's unexplainable. But sometimes like you read that zodiac in the morning and then you kind of could could make it come true, right? But like these experiences that we're talking about, like they're they're not something that we read in the morning and we're looking for unconsciously to come true, right? Specific. They're very specific, right? It's 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 not something that we just unconsciously are doing and um i think a great thing that comes to mind too is like Corey, i'm, I'm curious if you're or, or both all you guys is exp- uh, viewpoint on psychics right i i think i i'm not sure exactly what i believe in on psychics because sometimes i think it could be almost like a zodiac type thing where they they say something that is so broad that it could basically apply to anybody but then some things are just like whoa like how did this get here how did, how did you know that? Because there's no way that you can know that type of thing. And I don't know, like, do they have connections to um, people that have passed or, or spirits? Is that, is, is that something that um, you guys believe in? So I have family members that definitely believe in that stuff. They actually have... They know, they know one personally. It's like every so often they'll get a bunch of people together and like they'll have her come in and then like she does readings and whatever. And 
I've never sat in one of those. It's not my cup of tea. Do I believe in it? I don't know. Jury's still out. I definitely think it could be possible. I'm not completely shutting the door on it, but like, they'll go to these things and then they'll come home with like these crazy stories, like these very specific stories. Like, sure. This person's coming through and they told me to, to tell you this. And it's just like very specific to that person. And it's just like, I can't think of any offhand. I mean, if my sister was here, because, you know, mm. she, she's involved with this shit. She could, she could spit out a whole bunch of stories. Um, but, like, there's been times, like, I'll come home and, like, they'll come home and I'll be like, oh, this is this is what that, this said. Like, you know, so-and-so came through and said this. And it's, it is, there, there are moments where, like, it's very, like I said, very specific things are said. And it's like, well, how could somebody know this? It's kind of weird. But, like, mm. are there tricks? And I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm definitely saying that it's possible. This this kind of goes back to like when we did the uh, the whole episode on aliens. Mm. Like, is it possible they're out there? It is. Do we have enough definitive proof? No. So the door's kind of like yeah. half open. I think uh, too. Um, I have a very similar viewpoint as you. Like, I have no idea what to believe with psychics. I don't go to them for specific reasons. I don't read zodiacs because I don't want to. I don't want to fuck shit up. Yeah, like like you said, like it's written. I don't think anything is written. I think reading Maktub. things is like Maktub, my favorite, my favorite yeah. saying. Um, I just think like reading these things, you can unconsciously make things become reality, and I don't want that to happen. I want it to be like the truest form of my own decisions, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't want to be influenced. Yeah, I don't want to be influenced. Right? I like could change things. I could right. You might change your mind about something. Right. Um, so I don't go to psychics, right. but my cousin actually did go to a psychic um, recently, and I haven't seen her since my ba- my dad passed away. So it's been fourteen years ago. Um, so she messaged me on Facebook that, hey, I went to a psychic and like I, um, I completely forgot that you moved to California recently, but like uh, your dad came to me and because the psychic was going around in this circle with a bunch of different people and said, hey, um, is there anybody here that has a connection with this um, handsome, handsome guy with a, a full thick set of hair, which is, is my dad to the T. And he's like, he has two children with one connection to California. And he keeps mentioning something about bicycles, bicycles, bicycles. And at the time, my cousin had no idea who this person was. She did not put the connections into dots because she didn't, she forgot that I moved out to California in January. And lo and behold, my bicycle and Alexis's bicycle got stolen. Well, my, my front tire and her bicycle got stolen maybe five days ago. Sorry. Uh, yeah. And, and also, and and then, then this might be me overthinking it, but like I have this thing with my dad's bicycle. I still have his bicycle from back then. He was really big into riding it and it's like a really special um, physical item that I kept from his. I don't have many. I have probably three. Yeah, his his, mm. his, 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 his buck knife, uh, this, this ring that I'm wearing and his bicycle. And it's just strange. It's it's that that I might be overthinking, but the fact that like our bicycles got stolen, like maybe five days passed, and like the psychic that I haven't spoken to my cousin in fourteen years. This is just really strange, you know. And um, my cousin said that her mom hasn't come to her much in these experiences of psychics or in dreams, but my father has a few times. So it's yeah, ironic, right? Maybe, but also just. Weird to the point of being more than weird in my in my right. mind, my no. opinion. You know, it's too specific to be like ah, it's just weird. Yeah, like 
there's like there's enough details in there that really make it take a step back and think. Yeah. I've never been to a psychic, but I, I do believe like people are, are mediums. I think mm-hmm. people do have a gift, you know, like a, an extra oomph in there to feel stuff. So like I don't know. Would I ever go? I, I don't know. Like I, I I agree kind of with you, like it's having my cup of tea. I don't really yeah. and also with you, like I, I want to make my own like would that influence me something? Would I change my mind? Like if I'm gonna do something here, oh wait, oh, I'm gonna do that? Ooh, so should I not do that? Should I do it? Wait, ooh, like, mm, is that fate now? Is this fate that, that I was supposed to see the psychic? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I, it's interesting, though. It is very interesting, uh, you know. I don't know. It's very, I don't know, maybe one day, but. Ah. I just don't want to open the gates to hell. See, that's what my friend Mark tells me. My friend Mark <laughs> says, it, man. stay away from that. You don't know what you're messing with, like, the whole Ouija, Ouija stuff. Ouija board. Yeah. Like, stay away. You don't know what you're opening up. You don't know yeah. what dark stuff. Yeah, like, out. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not. Right, I'm not saying enough. it's it's gonna happen, but it's like I have no knowledge of any of this shit. You gonna pull a Doctor Strange? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do something. comes out. All right, cool. I'm gonna Lord go. Dormammu. I'm gonna see the psychic. And oh, no, you just killed all yeah. of humanity. It's, oh no. I just don't think there is enough money that you can pay me to do a Ouija board. I am that no. afraid of that shit. Like I'm really petrified mm. of that. It's it's in my brother's basement right now, and I'm just like, get yep, it out right now. Get it out. I mean. Yeah. I, I don't know. House. It's just not definitely not for me. It definitely, yeah. I don't know, Court. What do you think? All right, I'm going to be the real cynical and jaded one in this particular discussion. Then yeah, because, this is why I want you to talk. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe in God or heaven or hell or psychics or any of that stuff. Um, you know, I think part of it, be, a lot of it comes, I think, from my middle school experience and then working in Queens for the last almost decade where I just always assume somebody's trying to scam me or rob me of something. And that's kind of how I view psychics. Um, I don't take them seriously, and I do kind of look at them as shysters. Because um, I get panhandled every fucking day on the subway. Somebody come up to me, ask me for something. Oh, I'm deaf, I'm blind. And then I talk to the deaf guy, and he hears me. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing that all of a sudden you can hear now. Nope. Oh, Jesus, I, I, great I, job. You I, know. I know what you mean. It's I'm, in, yeah. I'm in Manhattan every day, so yeah. yes. <laughs> So it just, I, I got so, and you know, you hear all these stories about these uh, homeless people living on the streets and then, you know, they got like 30 grand on them or they get, you know, they, they get up and then they jump into this Mercedes and they yeah. drive away. Like I, so I don't believe in any of that stuff. Um, I don't think I've ever believed in a God or religion or heaven or hell or any of those things. Um... Which is weird, because like, we talked about, like, so here's the thing, though, going back to our Alien episode, in an infinite universe, the probability of a god existing has to be at least a number on the number line, more than zero, right? Because it's infinity, man. I mean, anything can happen in infinity, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, technically nothing can happen in infinity, right? You know? Let's think about the Big Bang for a second. You know, you have these two really condensed orbs floating through space. Now, say space is infinite. Now, what would have happened if they just passed each other? Then they would infinitely never touch each other ever again. Right. Right? You know? So that could have equally have happened. So is it more probable to believe in aliens than God? Yes. Because we exist. Right? You know? So technically, when we define other life... As that was what an alien was. Right. Any life anywhere else. Any life anywhere that's not here. God is a very different story, you know, and different realms are a very different thing. And then having, you know, like the way I kind of look, again, 
maybe very cynical, but the Bible kind of writes a blueprint of why some people are better than others, pretty much. So now you have these psychics saying that they are the person chosen on earth to be this medium to this, to talk to people in another realm, you know? And I kind of, again, my personal uh, viewpoint of them, I don't appreciate these people because if it is a bunch of Hulkman bullshit, then they're just feeding off of people's emotions, emotions, yeah. you know? And I think that's wrong and fucked up and they're doing it for profit, you know? And I don't like that. You know, I don't like scammers and shysters. You mean nothing to me. And that's how I look at these people. Um, but I also kind of look at religion in a certain degree, too, of, you know, Greg, when you were saying that about your penance and stuff like that, and I was thinking of the movie Don John, where he <laughs> yeah. always has to do the same penance over and over again. And then finally, like towards the end of the movie, he had less sins that week. And he had to do more penance that week. And, and he was like, what the hell? Like, I finally did less. And now I'm telling you, like, are you just making up these numbers just to tell, like, you know, um, a Bronx tale, you know, mm. dude, if I get to witness a murder and just do five, all father, all fathers, or hell fathers, our fathers, our fathers, our fathers. Oh, our fathers and five well, Hail Marys, it's like, be all Odin, so. oh yeah, the all father, <laughs> you know, it's just like, wow, man, that's a great way to, you know, avoid going to hell, you know, or it's just like, um, Hey, you're going to hell because you're premarital sex. Like, it's just, I don't know. It just seems like it's a way to control people or explain why I am better than you, you know? And I think um, all valid, definitely. I think where we, I have spoken about this and I think where we agree on is um, the power of religion. And I think the books that we read and what we're attracted to so much is just seeing how strong the mind is and mm -hmm. and this this greater being and like what it means to people and how it's just changed society so drastically to to believe in something greater than them and it i think we all we always talk about how how important that mindset changes to to make people healthier or or whatever it may be um something that comes to mind really quick is uh I, did, I watched these a lot of these like mountaineering documentaries, and this this one dude is uh as uh, uh what do you call it? He's a he's a canoe rafter, and he had uh, a tumor growing in his head, and he stopped uh, rafting, whitewater rafting for like 15 years, and the tumor kept growing. He says like, all right, you need to do the doctors like all saying you need to do chemo, what what not, what not, whatever. He's like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm going to fulfill my last uh. Uh, peak journey of doing these four whitewater raftings in this mountain in Pakistan. Um, and he does it and he just feels so fulfilled and he comes back and the tumor stopped growing and coincidence, whatever it is. But I think the power of the mind of you just putting yourself in a place of just like stress free areas and true happiness and true bliss, it, I think it's, it's what's, what causes people to reach 100 years old. If you look at these centennials, um, hotspots that are in all over the world, like in Italy or Greece, it's A, people are exercising. They're walking everywhere. They have small communities. They're eating good foods. And then after that, they're, they're just not as stressed. And, and that, that, less, that, that little stress, I think. Um, that slowly kills us. It, no, yeah, it, stress is the number one. Mm -hmm. Stress does kill you. Sucks. Because, I mean, it, it literally affects every aspect of your your entire life, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I, I think they're, like, seven major components of a human's existence. It's, like, they're, um, what is it, uh, physical, mental, intellectual, spiritual, 
that's like the four self items. And then there's um, environmental, societal. economical, and societal. You know, like those are like the seven major components of a human being's existence. Like and the seven deadly sins. Pretty much, yeah. They all have a matching mate. Yeah, and then, you know, it, when one starts to go, the other one starts to go with it. You know, and stress, mm-hmm. you know, in, in one area, you can literally trace it across all the other six factors and watch them kind of bleed because of that, you know? I mean, if you look at people who have low finances, right? That stress hits everything, mm-hmm. you know? It hits every four quadrants of the human self, right? And then, you know, economically, when you're on a lower totem pole, then it does affect your environment that you live in. You know, we talk about that all the time. And, and your it, place in society. And it affects your place in society, too. And it affects your friendships also, mm-hmm. you know? Um, your friends have more than you. It can breed jealousy you know and it can breed bitterness you know and it could just change the way you view people too and or or i can't hang out because i can't afford it and then they're like well fuck this guy we're not gonna keep asking him to come out he's gonna keep telling us no yeah so yeah exactly like these things do uh domino effect it is yeah yeah. and um so and it's also weird to think like again going back to the movie signs and you know again like i don't believe in I already explained what I don't believe in, so you, you guys get an idea of it, but one of the things that I was thinking about presently, and, and really was after both of you sharing your stories, Paul and Greg, um, you know, in the movie when he's talking to, uh, you know, like his, his, his brother-in-law about the, the, the signs, you know, and he's like, you know, some people look at these signs and they don't see anything more than just chance. And other people see something more than that, and that gives them comfort. And I think that's an important word there, is the comfort part. And I think throughout all these discussions that we've had, you know, we discussed, like, sometimes is it better to know or not to know? And I guess really what it comes down to is it doesn't matter as long as it makes us, as long as it comforts us in yeah. some way. Because when you're in that comforted state, it kind of does shelter you from that stress a little bit and all those other negative ailments. And it does provide you an opportunity to kind of chart a different course in a different direction, you know? And, um, so like for me, you know, my grandfather died when I was like 10 years old, I think, I think I was 10. And, um, my mom always equates that to a butterfly with him. So every time she sees a butterfly, she thinks of him. And because I was so young when that happened, that trickled onto me too. And, you know, certain days in the springtime, I'll just be out and I'll be in a really good mood. And all of a sudden, a butterfly will just show up, you know. And is it a sign? I don't know. Does it comfort me in that moment, though? Yeah. You know, and maybe I don't need to know anything more than that. Maybe I just need to be comforted in that one moment. And I don't, it doesn't mean anything to me if it was a sign from a God, if it exists or not, or if it was just a coincidence. But it just, I think it matters what it makes me feel in that moment, you know. So, I'm the same way with uh, my grandmother, but with hummingbirds. She loved hummingbirds, and so now we always say like, "Oh, if you see a hummingbird, it's her." So like, I know exactly how you feel with that, with the butterflies and your grandfather. Yeah, it's like you you kind of tether it to something in, important, and that thing becomes a symbol of positivity and feel good. You know, um, Greg, you and I spoke on Monday when we were playing the Hot Wind Challenge. <laughs> And you asked me if I could listen to one song for the rest of my life, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And I picked uh, the song Somewhere Over the Rainbow by IZ. Mm-hmm. And I told Greg, I was like, I picked that song because that's the only song in the world that can calm me down every time I hear it. 
You know, there's no other song in existence that does that except for that song. And it's important to me, you know, to be able to have something that can kind of, I guess, you know, tame the beast in the moment, you know. So, um, and that's what these symbols do. Like, that's what the butterfly does to me. Mm -hmm. You know, it just calms me down. I've never seen a butterfly and got more angry. You know, it just, it doesn't happen. Because that's not what I associate a butterfly with, you know. And I think that would have worked if I went with anything. I mean, tigers are fucking ferocious killers. But they're also majestic, you know. And if for some reason I equated a tiger with my grandfather, if I saw a tiger, just depending on the circumstance, would probably comfort me as well, as m more so than like um, fear. I don't know, but it's just it's a symbol of something that provides me a good state of mind. I just think life's fucking hard, right? And we need these things to help us get through it. I think I think they provide us so much benefit to to just have these comfort comfort items, comfort things, comfort beings around us um, through the good times and the bad because they just bring us joy. And, you know, there's a lot of not joy out there right now. And to have a glimpse of joy, whichever way we can take it, I think is super beneficial. Agreed. Yeah. I definitely agree with there. that. Just like Ghostbusters 2 at the end. <laughs> you got to blast, uh, your love is lifting Ooh. me higher. <laughs> Like it just you got to get that out there to bring everybody together. Yeah. Well, what was it? What was it uh, the song he sang in Scrooged? Oh, things oh, uh, uh, better, man. Put a little love. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I, you know, I get it now. You, you, you put it out there. You put your love, and you know, I, I, I get it back. I, I see it. I believe it. And I, yeah, it makes you so emotional. I told you that last year. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. That, that, when it you start singing, you feel yeah. it. Because like, like you put a little love in your heart, and like. It's like the Christmas season, you get it all happy and jolly. Mm -hmm. and yeah, unless it's COVID. Unless it's COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, yeah, it's hundred percent the same. You just put it out there, put a little out there, and you get it back. Like it spread the word, just like when the Pokemon Go. It only takes one. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Freaking everybody was loving everybody. Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. And that's why some way people are, you know, comforted by religion and they need God because that is that thing that provides them comfort. You know, and whether it, they deep down believe that this person's real. Sometimes it doesn't matter to them. Yeah, it just matters that it makes them feel better about life, you know. And we all need those little things in life. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's the little things that matter. Yeah, so it helps you get by. Rule number thirty-three. Is that thirty-three? Love. Enjoy the little things. Simuland. Uh, was it thirty-three? Oh, Simuland. Oh, they said, I think it's uh, Simon Lin. I was like, who the hell is who Simon Lin? Simon who the fuck is Simon Lin? Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that guy? Gangs of New York? Because it's earlier when you said yeah. that. I'm going to go the rule. I mean, it's, it's possible. Rule number 33. Zombie Lin. I just remember Double Tap. That was the only rule. Well, that was rule number... Double Tap. Double tap. And zombie apocalypse. That should be rule number one. Just don't die. Don't, wait, don't, don't <laughs> die. Number one, two. Double tap. Actually, two should be double tap. Ah, uh, cause two double. Yeah. Ah, I'm smart. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-two. I was up by one. Ah, right, thirty-two. Close enough. Enjoy the little things. Hmm. And I think maybe that's why that that particular, uh, you know, phrase is so powerful because, um, what was it? The the first. The eight noble truths in Buddhism is that life is suffering. And I don't it, know. And I think that's I think that's the first one is the life is suffering, and that, and and it's true because it is, yep. you know, and it's just evolutionary as well. I mean, we have a predisposition towards negative things because 
our bodies need to know how to avoid those things mm. for survival. You know, that's why things hurt us more easily than things make us happy, right? Mm. And, you know, they've done studies on this too, where if somebody's happy, their mood could be ruined in an instant and they can drop significantly. But if somebody's in a bad mood, it is fucking impossible to mm. get them to go positive yeah. in an instant too. It just doesn't work that way. And that was always fascinating to me. And the more I looked into it, the more I started to understand it. Um, you know, we have to be adverse for things so we don't die, you know. So mm. we have to be prone to these negative things to avoid them. And pleasure is nice, but not dying is better, right. you know. So don't say you're Egon. You're Egon from the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Too, again, uh, <laughs> and you're in the movie because the whole movie is about positivity. He's, uh, he's studying human emotions. And Which how one's Egon? The, the glasses smart one. Harold Ramis. Yeah, Harold Ramis. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, Egon Spangler. So in the middle of the movie, he's he's got a wife and a uh, husband in a room. And it's the double-sided mirror or whatever. Like, they, can, they can't see him, but he can see them. Mm. And uh, they've been waiting for like two hours. And, they're, and he, they think they're there for marriage counseling, but he, they're actually there for him to study the, how they are. And he's been slowly, every half hour, he raises the heat, whatever. Just keeps raising it. And he keeps telling his assistant to go in there, like, it's going to be another 20 minutes, you know, whatever. And you see the husband, like, you know, flipping out, whatever. And I don't know why I whispered it because no one can see me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys can. Uh, you know, and he just keeps studying the emotion and he's just doing the little radar thing. He's like, okay, well, he's getting more angry because he raised the heat. Uh, you tell him to wait, have to wait longer now. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Then he goes to another room and a little girl's playing with toys. And uh, he's like, all right, give her the puppy. So he brings, they bring in a puppy and she's playing with it. Oh, all right. She's all happy. And he whispers to the, take away the puppy. And then, <laughs> then, then she cuts away. So it's like, he's just really being a dick now, just watching these people. He's playing God. Yeah, yeah he's playing God. But he, I thought of you when you said like, you know, you change, you've seen human beings, like the emotions and that's legit. Like little things make us happy, but little, little things, things can also make us mad. Piss us off. Uh, like raising yeah. the heat or you know, mm. telling us we have to wait an extra 20 minutes on the line. Absolutely. Yeah. So hundred percent. But little things like, oh, it's sunny out. Ah, that's what the book I was reading mm. the, the, a few months ago, the Scandinavian book. Stuff like, because in Scandinavia, like the old Finland, Netherlands, all, everybody, Norway, they all enjoy, remember that book I was telling you about? They enjoy the little things like uh, their jobs require them to get out. Like they give them more breaks, uh, coffee breaks, nature breaks. Like they appreciate nature oh, more. Be, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, like Because they, they, Wire, oh, what's the book called? Wire, Scandinavian... More happy than, mm. than other people in the world. Mm. It's because they appreciate life more. They appreciate going outside nature. They have better they, quality of they life. They have, uh, you know, they legit enjoy. They have a, a cake time during the day. Like, all right, cake time. You know, enjoy. <laughs> just, you know, drop. No, no, the boss says, no, get out there. Go get your cake. Go get your coffee. You need to get that or else you're going to have a bad day mentally. And legit, that's why they're so happy. I'm like, why can't we be like So that? much like, more productive, too. They are, you know? No, it's true. They said, like, they get more work put they out. They did studies where it's like they get better output. Yeah, like, we work more hours, but get less stuff. They work less hours, have more breaks, and they get more stuff done. Yeah. Like, what? Oh, I don't know why I'm doing this again. No one's <laughs> My hands are up in the air. Oh, yeah, he's, he's flabbergasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It's interesting. Oh, well, I, well, well, I was going to say, um, you know, I, I think it's the way that, you know, the Western work week is uh, has developed. It's more so, uh, who, I don't remember where I got this quote from, but it was like, um, you know, when people are given a task, they will use every allotted moment of time to complete that task. Yeah. You know, and that's exactly what work is. It has nothing to do about completing tasks. It has to just, 
you have to fulfill a certain time requirement right. to get paid X amount of money. Because yeah. at least here, there's no there's no reward for finishing early. No, you just get more work. You just get more it's, work. You're actually decentivized to work harder. Was it Musk who said, uh, you know, you got to clean the house. You got you could do it in, th- you know, if you say you're going to do it in three hours, you do it in three hours. If you say you're going to do it in th- 30 days, you're going to do it in 30 Like, you got to say what you're going to do. Like, yeah. What, you know, I was on Instagram the other day. Like, it, he said, if, oh, if you have to clean the house, and if you say it's good, like, if, you know, like, stop procrastinating. Like, like, you do it. Like, oh, I got to, it's going to take me like 30 days to do it. Yeah. It's going to take you 30 days. Oh, it's going to take me three hours. Then your mind is set on that three hours. Like, and you'll get it done in three hours mm. because you set it and mm. you're going to do it. You're, you're there. Oh, it's going to take me a million hours. It's going to take me a million because that's where your mind's at now. Now you're, you just screwed yourself. Yeah. You're just going to fill time. And what doesn't make sense to me too about the Western work culture is uh, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, right? Mm. They have, um, in the Eastern culture in Asia, they have, they, back in the day, a lot of rice cultivation. It was a year long uh, crop cultivation. So they were working in the fields day in and day out at all, at all, during all seasons, right? So they developed this different type of worth ethic and it kind of transferred into um, mathematics and sciences and just how long the school system is in Eastern Asia. And contrary to that, in Western culture, we have uh, the same reason why we still had daylight savings times. We had our cultiv- cultivation of crops was based on season. So we would cultivate crops, work really hard during a certain season, and then just chill for the rest of the seasons um, that we couldn't cultivate those crops because we just couldn't grow them. So it doesn't make sense for us to just be working eight-hour days consistently throughout the entire year when we were founded on having a significant amount of time off. It, it, it's just it's just so it's so contrary to uh, I guess our primitive colonial era um and and just combatively looking at eastern eastern asia and Mm -hmm. what they do and why eastern asia people are so great at math and 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 at least malcolm gladwell attributes it to um cult uh crop cultivation yeah Mm -hmm. well i believe that too because even if you look at you know uh pre-neolithic revolution with hunter-gatherers you know their days were a lot shorter too in terms of what they had to do. I mean, they went out, they hunted for a couple hours and, and that was kind of their day. You know, it wasn't like, um, all right, we hunted the Macedon. All right. Uh, Jim can uh, sweep the floor a little bit. Why? Uh, I mean, you got to work a full eight hours to get your, your, your meal today. So just <laughs> sweep the floor. But why? But, but what? What, what does that do for anybody? It doesn't really do anything. It's like, that's outside. I mean, well, who, why? It's just to come back. I feel time somehow, you know, and I, listen, I used to work at Kmart. I know exactly this thing is true. <laughs> I had the fucking... My only task for that day was to balloon wrangle. I would spend eight hours balloon wrangling. Because I just... I could. Because, again, you're decentivized to finish early. Because mm-hmm. what would have happened if I... I could fucking collect every balloon in the goddamn store in 20 minutes. But now if I did that, I'm going to go, Oh, all right, well, now go do this task instead. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, now I do this task. I do a series, now I do 10 tasks in one eight-hour shift. Get paid the same amount. Yeah. Exactly, as yeah. the fucking jerk-off yeah. standing there who did one task all day long. You know, Paul, you work in the school like I do. Yep. We have to stay two, well, I have to stay two days a week late just for meeting time. I have to fulfill a meeting time. It's my PD hour. There's no 
benefit to it. It's just literally a time killer. That's all it is. It is literally the most unproductive piece of time. And I think meetings in almost any aspect of the work environment, 90% of it is bullshit. Is wasting time. Wasting time. Because you say, all right, our day is from here to here. We have to fill this day somehow with bullshit. So let's just do an arbitrary one and a half hour meeting because we don't know how else to pad this nine hour work day. Should have been an email. Yep. A hundred percent. Well, it's like when we get the the holiday days. Yeah, we gotta go on remote and do like a TV for like a five hour train. Like, you know, yeah, why? Like just we're just watching people talk and just mm-hmm. because we have to. Well, because you're you guys your job, but can't, why? Why give us work? Why just yeah? You know, it's like we're gonna give you a raise, but with that raise, you have to do a hundred hours of PD hours and you have to stay late two days a week. It's like all right, well, it's not a raise. We're just working more hours, and you're right. just paying us for the hours we're staying. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Now imagine. Imagine you had a work environment that said, okay, here are the tasks that need to be done today. When you finish these tasks, you can go home. I've heard to the grapevine that Google figured that out, and that's what they do. So one of my friends that I play softball with, uh, my friend Mike, he's an iron worker. And his unit um, was working where Google works in, I think they're in Chelsea. So he was on that building for years. So like he got to know the people, you know, leaving, seeing the same people every day that actually worked at Google. And he mentioned years ago, like when he was still working on that building, that just from talking to them and just like learning about it, like that's pretty much how it goes over there. You know, you come in whenever you got to do A, B and C today. If it takes you six hours to do A, B and C, cool. If it takes you three hours to do A, B and C, cool. Whatever. They only care about you finishing your shit. Once your shit's done, you want to work on a side project and, and see if maybe Google will help fund it if it's that good, by all means. Go 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 be a better person. Go go do your side project. You know, let us know about it. Maybe we could help you, blah, blah, blah. You wanna get the fuck out of here? Get the fuck out of here. I'll see you tomorrow. Like that's pretty much from what I've heard, that's how they operate. Yeah, it is true. Yep, I have an inside person for that as well. Okay, and uh, so that actually is accurate. yeah, right. yeah, especially the side project thing. They they yeah. actually build time into the day mm-hmm. for that for that for your own personal work. That's delightful. That See, a well, different beast. what we need to do yeah. is get jobs at Google, and then we can do this as Ooh. our side project. <laughs> I don't know in what world you think or, I'm smart enough to work at Google. Take, we took over Google, make this the new Google, and make well make no, this sorry. the new Google and make Google. The side project. Yes. Nice, nice. Okay. We'll call it Lugal. Lugal. We'll start a band no, called Motley no, Lugal. No, that's copyright. That's, copy, that, yeah. that's, that's, that's oh, a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> ah, what was John Cusack's name in that movie? Oh, fuck. Because he sucks cocks and dicks. <laughs> that's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Something sucks cocks and dicks. That whole movie was my favorite part I of the movie. movie. Just don't yeah. watch the second one. Oh, I, I, I never did. It, yeah. Don't. And I heard it wasn't good. Don't. All right, I won't. So bad. Yeah? All right. I'll take your word for it. So bad. I think taking, I want to take the Google thing and the Scandinavian thing a little, a step further, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I'll just speak from my perspective, but what I think what those two types of envir- work environments say to the employees is that, hey, we actually care that you're people, you know? And I think that means the most for a work environment. 100%. I don't get that when I, where I work, no. you know? I am literally a file number. That is all I am. That is their record of me. I'm a number. So you have a file number, yeah? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I'm a number. You know, I'm not a name to them. They don't know who I am. I'm a number. You're Mr. Anderson. 
<laughs> if you died tomorrow, I wish I was the Matrix. If you died tomorrow, your job would replace you oh. within a month. And this isn't specific to you personally. A million Corey. percent. A I'm million just percent. I'm just looking at you right now. Yeah. This goes to literally anybody. Uh-huh. Yep. Anybody. Yep. If you if you died tomorrow, you will be replaced within a month. And the only reason it's going to take that long is because paperwork's involved. Yeah. And they have to find somebody. And then you feel guilty calling out of work. Yeah. Why? Exactly. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you at all. My old job used to call me in all the time when I was off. I would be off at Kmart. Hey, can you come in today? Are you fucking kidding me? And stupidly, I would go in a lot of the time. So I thought it was important. No, it's because you were a teenager and wanted money. No, I don't think it was that. I think it was just like, I I just felt like that was... You thought you were supposed to. Yeah, I thought I was supposed to. Yeah. No problem. I'll never forget. I I regret this. This is one of my bigger regrets in life. Untrue. I have some serious... This is a stupid regret, but it's a big regret. But it's not an important regret. It's all right. I told a stupid fate story, so go ahead. No, I don't think it's a stupid <laughs> fate story at all. Compared right, to the rest of you, that was I, dumb. Listen to me. That's an awesome story. I well, love yeah, of course you do. Great. But, it. No, yeah, but it fell right in line with the point where it means something to you, though. And that's all that matters is that it was important to you. You know, like is when it? the Giants beat the Cowboys, little Giants, one time. Like, it was one you know, time. Is <laughs> that yeah. one time? I mean, there are people out there who might listen to this who can't relate to any one of our experiences. That's true. You know, yeah. so. You know, it just, it's important to you. And I think people appreciate that it's important to you, even though they can't relate to it. Mm. So, yeah, definitely. I'm glad you shared that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I want to buy another Spider-Man 300. (laughs) Get on it right now. I want a newsstand edition. Okay. But, um. Yeah, you you were saying something. Yeah, sorry. My Uh, bad. (laughs) No, no, it's all good. When was the, like, that end of the year thing? It was like, we were in 2012. 2012, yeah. It It was an end of the year party at my friend's school. And it was this whole event. It's like, oh, we're going to die. So, yeah, yeah, it was this big, huge party. And I didn't go to that party because I had work. (laughs) Oh. And it was that stupid ass fucking Kmart that doesn't even exist anymore. (laughs) Fuck you, Kmart. (laughs) (laughs) And I know people who went to that party who will have that memory for the rest of their lives. And you know what I did that day at work? You couldn't even tell us. I don't us. even fucking know. I don't even know if I went to work that day anymore at this point. Hopefully I you were drunk. verify it. Uh, but you had a memory that you went to work. So. Yeah, exactly. I you always cherish that. Wow. I remember that I missed this amazing party for stupid ass work. And then I remember there was one year where I missed work for an amazing thing. And I will always have that memory now. Mm. I didn't go to work to go to Atlantic City for my dad's birthday. Nice. And I will always keep that memory in my head hmm. because... You had a good time. Hell yeah. If I didn't go and I went to work, I don't even know what I did at work a month ago, let alone years ago. If you get hurt and miss work... It won't hurt to miss work. There you oh. go. Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear. Oh. <laughs> it, was it money is almost as good as... Yeah. Ah, and they, they give you cash, which cash. is just as good as money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think... Uh, <sighs> It's, this is kind of strange. This is definitely um, conspiracy theory type thing. But I wonder if these retail jobs um, hire kids, not only because they're cheap labor, but you can take advantage of innocence, right? Yeah. Like these kids are young, yep. have an innocence about them there that like they want to do good in the world. And they don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. And you know, like depending on your, your, your upbringing, you're like, all right, Corey's a good kid. He has some innocence towards him still. And I'm going to ask, I know to ask him 
to, to work an extra shift because I'm not going to ask Joe because, you know, Joe, right. this, guy, this guy's going to say no. Yeah, yeah. He, can't, he can't even read. What an asshole. Yeah, I think there's, there could be something to that, you know, like the, the taking advantage of innocence of, of children, like Apple. you're a child, you know? Yeah, iPhones, Apple. Don't the kids in other countries like oh, well, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, Nike, yeah, nine year olds, yeah, yeah. I, I, there, there's got to be something to that, and, and there's a psychological thing there that, like, as as children, we want to still please um, authority to a different different degree than we do now, where we're mm-hmm. like, we have different views of work, we have different expectations of what our employer should be giving us. Like, we're talking about tech businesses actually respecting us and ha- having. Um, these extracurricular activities outside of work to keep us happy so that we can stay productive um, for them. But like when we're young, we're just like, oh, I got to make them happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and it, yeah, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. I, I think I have a perfect story to go off of what you just said too. Again, I was looking at Kmart and fuck you, Kmart. You don't exist anymore. <laughs> so. But you're telling stories about them. Ooh. Exactly. So they exist only in my stories. <laughs> the power of story. Um, He's also to entertain people. Yeah, also very nice. Yeah, but I think it might have been like maybe like my first year at Kmart. Um, I was there for a couple months, and my it was the summertime. I know that because we had a wicked house party. It was the biggest house party we ever had at my house. There was like there was a fucking ton of people there, and uh, I think the party concluded maybe like three or four in the morning. And let's just say it was a Friday. It's Friday or Saturday. And Corey missed it because he went to work. <laughs> no, no. Those people at my house and I managed to fucking work. Um, so I had this party, and the very next day, I was going upstate to go paintballing for my friend's birthday. So the party concluded around 3 or 4 in the morning, cleaned up whatever. It was like 5. I had to leave at like 7 o'clock to go upstate. But oh, I, also, I also had work that day, too. So Wait, wait. Say that again. So I had this house party. Right. It was an amazing and house did, party. And did it at like 4 a.m. Yeah. Right. Cleaned up the house Cleaned for like 5. House, 5. Then I had to leave at like 7 to go upstate for paintballing. A.m. A.m. And I had work at 8 a.m. So I had to call out of work. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. So I called work and I was like, hey, I can't come in today. I'm not feeling well. And uh, they're like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, all right. Well, we just wanted to let you know that... Uh, you know, when employees don't feel well and they don't come, they call it a work. Um, we can send security to the house just to check up on you and make sure that you're really sick. And uh, I was like, oh man, that's you know, oh I'm, I mean, I'm glad I'm really sick today. Then you know, I guess it's just all right. It is what it is. You know, thanks. I appreciate that. Bye. And then for like a hot minute, I was I was really thinking that I was like, I live across the street. Like they could really possibly send this. I was like, holy shit! Like why would they do that? And then I caught myself, and I was like, there's no fucking chance they're doing that. It's illegal. They're not doing that. Gestapo type shit. But they were trying to guilt me into going into work and not calling out. Yeah. And I'm just trying to imagine if I had told my friend, like, first of all, I was driving. So if I didn't go, they weren't going upstate to go paintballing either. But I'm just imagining if I had fallen for that fucking trap because they're trying to take advantage of me because I don't know any better. I'm naive, you know. I would have missed that day, you know? What if they really cared about you and they really wanted to send a security to watch? Hey, are you okay, man? We got some soup. Oh, no. Fuck them, too. Because they tried that another time as well on me. Oh, Later. Yeah. Okay. Remember, okay, remember Hurricane Sandy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, that was a stupid way to put that. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell so, me what. Sorry, yeah. What is this hurricane? <laughs> so the day before Hurricane Sandy, we were going to Atlantic City. And um, 
I remember the day I was going to AC, I was at work. It was like the morning shift, and I'm putting all of the layaway packages on pallets. So flooded, the pallets would keep the, the layaway stuff safe. And, uh, you know, the news is coming about this hurricane, whatever. And, but we're still set on going to Atlantic City. I'm going to Atlantic City. I want to go. I want to get to work. So, you know, my time's up. I go to punch out. My bosses are like, oh, you know, do you want to stay for a couple extra hours, earn some more money, whatever? I was like, no, I can't go to AC right now. And uh, they're like, oh, man, like this hurricane's coming. Like maybe it might not be safe to go. You know, like, you know, you should really consider not going. You know, it's going to be dangerous, like whatever. And they just kept saying that. And I was like, wow, they actually really seem concerned about me going to Atlantic City for, um, you know, with this hurricane coming. And uh, they're like, yeah, honestly, you should just stay here and then just close for the day. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah, you should just stay till 10 and close out the rest of the year or an extra money or whatever. And I was like, you don't care about me going to Atlantic City for my safety. You want me to stay here so you have an extra person doing work for you all day. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you and fuck you too. And then I clocked out and I went to Atlantic City. And Corey quit. Did you tell did you no. fuck you to them? No, I didn't quit yet. <laughs> didn't quit yet. Okay. My restaurant boss, I definitely told him to go fuck himself. I told him, I told him a lot of things. That's another story for another day. That doesn't exist anymore either, that restaurant. So fuck him too. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, those are two prime examples of employers trying to take advantage of their younger mm-hmm. workforce because they think they're naive, they don't know any better, and they don't want to create any sort of friction in the, this workplace either. And um, I, don't know, I just think of these times that they took advantage of me and I came in on my days off or I was at Big Nose Kate's one night. They switched my schedule without telling me and they're like, oh, you didn't show up to work today. And I was like, what? I haven't worked on Monday in fucking seven months. I'm not supposed to be at work. You're on the schedule. I left Big Nose Kate's to get to work so I wouldn't get fired. I found out later that they changed my schedule when I wasn't at work and didn't notify me. That's, I wasn't supposed to be is there. Is that illegal? I mean, 100% be, it's illegal. Yeah, so. You can't do it. But that's what they did anyway. So it's just, but this is what employers do. When you don't know any better, they own you. Yeah. So I totally agree with what you just said. That they, they try to take advantage mm-hmm. of innocence and youth and inexperience, you know, and they use it to their advantage. Unionize. Unionize. Everyone. Yep. Everybody get in a union. I am right in a union. It still doesn't help me that yeah. much. <laughs> right now, everybody get in a union right yeah. now. Yeah. Right we should just call it the union of unions. Well, you could start your own union. Get out of this one if you don't like it, Corey. And start your own union. Do your, do your own thing. I'm going to call it the holy union. It's all about marriages. Ooh. It's a marriage union. It's union. a sacrament. <laughs> Anybody married is in this union. <laughs> yes, whether you uh, want to be or not. We're not married, married couples unite. That sounds exclusive. No, oh, of, yeah. None of us are in this Oh, union. I'm not even in my own union. Shit, oh, they just shit. voted me out. <laughs> I am no longer the president. <laughs> You're like that cult leader who doesn't drink the cool <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> worked again. No, right. Dude, again. I just got Steve Jobs. Damn. <laughs> they kicked me out of my own union. <laughs> it works every time. Ugh, damn. This was this was interesting. This is a hell of an episode. Yeah, I like this. This was, this was a very a lot nice of different things. <laughs> thorough, in-depth episode. Very, really yeah. deep. Enjoyable. Yes. My, very in the mind. Like, very, like... Yes. Makes it and it's all because of you, Greg. Yeah. Well, well yeah. thanks. I mean, I was I was afraid to take it here. I feel like I don't I didn't want to like make anybody uncomfortable. No. no. We love episodes like that. Yeah. Like, really yeah. Steps to make we can only think. talk about nonsense so much. <laughs> yeah, we're always like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know, that's what we listen to, but now this is like, all right, now we're gonna actually talk. It's interesting. Because mm-hmm. we talk about it all, or, or how do you or Ooh. or 
a lot of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Good enough. Close enough. Good enough. Oh, there, you go. Line, there you go. There you go. This episode is different. It's about everything. everything. This yeah. episode is brought to you by... By Greg. By Greg. <laughs> this uh, actually might be one of the most important episodes we've ever had. It might be. I was going to say after it was over, I was like, this is like probably my favorite episode. Yeah. Like, it really just, I really enjoyed it a lot. It, it kind of flowed well, too, I feel like. I feel like I was wondering how to... How, how segue we were gonna, everything? Yeah, segue like from the Staten Island talk to this. And then like you said something that triggered me. I was like, oh, that's a perfect segue. Um, to, to bring up the fate thing. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. Paul's <laughs> pretending to be on the segue. <laughs> but none of I you can see that. that. I that. <laughs> no one can see that. <laughs> I think that's kind of like the, the beauty of, the, I guess, the dynamic that we have at this table is um, that we are just able to kind of pick up on one thing and bring it to another place that we weren't intending to go. Well, I guess it kind of like goes with that whole thing about fate and destiny and stuff like that like certain things came up that kind of maybe weren't where we were intending to go that end up triggering something down the line that made for a much more in-depth episode you know sick parvis magna great things from small beginnings oh is that, that is that the dollar bill thing no, no i got that in my arm it's uh oh sir francis drake from uncharted oh there oh. you go Nathan Drake. This is Alon's uh, ring. Mm. No kidding. So, it's a good model. One more time, what is it? Sic Parvus Magna, Latin, for great things from small beginnings. So, I would, like, start, you know, start your journey small, but you, you'll get there and keep following your dreams. Kind of like this project. Kind of like the alchemist. Mm. Uh, yeah, which is actually mm. another metaphor for us, too. Yes. It's kind of like... Yes. Yeah. It's like us. They actually are, like, perfect representations of those, both those experiences right there. We are the world. We are the children. <laughs> that's a song. No, it's not. <laughs> we are, we are. The Ooh, youth of the that, nation. That's a song. That's also. We are, we are. The youth of the nation. We are, we are. It's kind of amazing to hear that song and you hear the, the kids singing mm-hmm. and then full-grown adults singing, we are, we are. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, you're an adult. You're not the youth of the where nation. Where are you? <laughs> and I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, we should get Eric Delafondre on here. You could sing it for us. Yes. Shout wow, it's, uh, it's been a while since we did it's that been song. A while. It's been a while since, since sorry. He does all night. Yeah. Oh, man, I love this. this oh, is... One day we get to, like, whose line? Just oh, yeah. This is the dumb shit we usually <laughs> talk about. Yeah. We fell off the road. <laughs> no. Oh, no. What's that Staten Island song, too? The Staten Island Mall song, I think. Oh, you sent me that a while ago. I did, and song. I can't remember yeah. it. But it's It's fire. It's very <laughs> popular. It's fire. I mean, it's it, fire. It has like oh, nine digits worth of views on it's, YouTube. It's a really pop my head off. They, only, they, they they came up for that one song and it was like in 1999 and then they just never came oh. again. No, I don't even. Yeah. Don't give up. You gotta keep yeah, on you, going. Yeah, oh. get what you give. New they radicals. Gotta, yeah. Yes, yeah, you only song. get what you give. They shot the. You know, they shot in the, the video mall. in the mall. Dude, that's such a nostalgic. Seven, eight, eight. I think. My friend was in the movie video. Yep. I tell people all the time. You, I said, it really? Yeah. If you live, that's crazy. If you well, live one of the kids, like teenagers, running in the background. Wait, you no were? shit. No, not me. Uh, I was a baby then. If uh, you live um, on Staten Island, that's awesome. And you ever want to look and reminisce and At look up what, yeah. what our mall looked like back in in the, in the nineties? Go watch the music video it. for you on the get what you give. Fountain. The lyrics. Yeah, the song. Fountain. It's, it's a feel good song. Deep, and then he goes political at the end though, and it's like fuck you, yeah, yeah. Freaking a click too when they use that, and it just. Oh, that's a favorite th- song. I think he got he got into beef with I forget who he talks about in oh, the, at um, the end. Besides Hanson, Marilyn um, Manson, Courtney Love. I know we mentioned both of them. That was all of them. Like it was like actual beef, and he was like, "Whatever, dude, 
I'm sorry, like fuck, fuck consumerism and all this shit. Like it's just so crazy. Like like he's talking about consumerism at the end and just like fuck this shit and then also just like like Don't a great life story. It's yeah. such a feel good song. Like it, it makes you in a good I love mood. that song. You know how that and I missed that mall. You know how it resurfaced that song actually? Um Joe Biden in his inauguration. Oh, yeah, he that's he, had, he, he had, had them he had, come out. out yeah. And the reason why was because uh what do you call it? Um, his son that was on his deathbed, like that was his song. He made, kept making them replay it over and over and over again. And he, I guess Joe Biden told them about this and then he was like, yeah, I'm going to come there for your inauguration. And yeah, they did. Hmm. First time they've gotten back together since 1998. How crazy. Which is the year that song came out. That's why they only have it. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, one, one and done. One, yeah, one and wonder. Joe, I wonder if Joe Biden remembers it. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> oh God. Who came on my oh, What's my name? <laughs> what's the inauguration? Joe Byron. <laughs> I'm not Adam Wee. Who's this Adam Wee? <laughs> Who's been stealing my water? Rest of my yes, life, Brent. Good song. Yes. Bring yeah. them all back to that look, though. Yes. I want my fountains back. The penny. Dude, the fountains. I miss the fountains, too, honestly. The trees, random trees. The yeah. birds flying around. <laughs> and the big blue cube outside the main entrance. <laughs> Freaking blue. Look back guys. the cube. Oh, do we climb there? to jungle gym, right? Like, <laughs> Even the food court. Like, yeah. I mean, we got better food now than we did. Yeah, but still. But the, the food, food court, court was, was great. I want my Cajun cafe back. Even oh. though I have a little bit of the rubber chicken <laughs> with the Free samples. Nope. Wait, Free samples. No, I got food poisoning from that Cajun cat. That's oh. on you. I never did. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I didn't have your fault, stupid ass. <laughs> Sorry fault. that yeah. your anus wasn't blessed by the guts. <laughs> Cause and effect, Corey. It was, it was your fault. <laughs> Cause and effect, Corey. It was fate. The next time I had Cajun food was with you. We went to the mall in New Jersey. How'd you do? I think it was like six years later or seven years later. He I also got you. shit. No, I actually, oh, I did, did not get, get food poisoning. Did you get the spicy bourbon or did you get the bourbon? I don't know what I got. But I, I got oh, food poisoning two times from two different Cajun dishes Next at two different places. Next time we go to the mall. You broke that curse, Greg. <laughs> nice. place because they have bourbon and spicy bourbon chicken. Mm. Mm. And it tastes the same. No, nice warehouse. What? It's a Thai place. Not that no, Thai. Thai. Oh, it's in the country. Like Thai. Thai. Yeah, Thai place. You're going to like the way you look. I So I have Thai food all over my belly. Yes. Belly, and <laughs> belly. My, like my stomach's just exposed while I'm eating Thai food. You know what I haven't utilized enough in the new mall? I mean, I've been there like maybe three times. The Dave and Buster's. I haven't been. There I've been there in so long. Pre-COVID, I think. No, did we go to one event? We went to a Post couple COVID. years events. They do. They do fights Not too. Yeah, they do. So fights. Definitely pre-COVID. Yeah, the fights it's are great good. for fights. I just go one time. I went there, didn't order anything. I just sat down at a table and watched. I was with you, and then I left. Remember? No, remember we did that. We just took a table. Oh yeah. They like to want anything? No, no. We just yeah. want to watch this we fight found for a free. Table, big ass screen. What was it like? And they were chill. Yeah. yeah, they were chill with that. Yeah, they didn't like, care. Nobody bothered us. Yeah, we didn't. We literally did not order a single thing. We didn't take away business. Like no one's really. And there was still food on the table, so it looked like we were kind of, you know, they didn't have to clean it up yet. We just found a table and sat down. I don't want to be a dummy standing up, but I do miss that, though. I mean, it's just go for a fight night. Yeah. I miss, I miss, mm. I told Mike that I miss fight nights. I miss going out and watching fights with the guys. That was something we did, like, mm-hmm. like a lot, especially at your house. Fucking too. COVID. Yeah. Well, I mean, Greg's talking about like oh, years, years ago, ago, like my, my parents' house. Yeah, you used to order the fights. The hot spot oh, for yeah. fights. For I, mean, MMA. I remember those. Yeah. You came to I've the main event. That was the big one. one. That was yeah. a big one. Yeah. Halloween, we get our uh, paps. Oh, paps. Did you come to my place when I hosted the McGregor fight in the backyard with the with the projector? Which McGregor <laughs> fight was it? It was a big one. Aldo? Uh, oh, Mayweather. Did you host that? I, was it Mayweather? I, I mean, I went to France. I think it was, that, actually. I think you guys also did that, too. I think it was oh, Mayweather. Or, did you do Mayweather? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay. No, yeah, my parents also hosted it. Yeah, because Joe came to that one. Yeah. And... We brought the McGregor cutout that you got us for Christmas yes. that year. Oh. Yeah, we, yeah, we had it We dressed him up, and he lost the fight anyway, but we still had him there for good luck. Do you think he actually has to come back in him, though? No. 
five he's, years ago. He's a diva. I think he can do many other things now. Yeah, he still has a chip on his shoulder, though. He's he does. definitely going to fight again. Oh, no, he'll definitely fight and again. He'll lose again. I hope, I hope not. And he'll throw his I know, I hope again. Not, I hope not, too. But yeah, but if he wins, he'll get the title shot. He'll get this and that. Yeah. yeah. Him and Jones are going nowhere. They should fight each other. And it'll take t- 12 years for them to fight because they're going to both keep getting banned at rank, at regu- <laughs> like, you know, regular intervals, you know. Joe's came back. All right, well, McGregor just, you know, you might punched well, a nun in the face. So now he's suspended for two years. You might as well get you know. Jake Paul to fight Connor, honestly. Oh, fuck that. No, come point. on. He, want, he wants to. They're both douchebags, honestly. In boxing? Yeah, no, it would be boxing. Jake says he wants to come to UFC and try it out. Let him go to the octagon first. He, if he's down to do it, why he, not? Yeah, but I'm not confident. I don't think Dana White wants anything to do with no, them. No, they, they, they just so fight each other. I, there's no happen. chance Jake Paul wins in the octagon. Not against McGregor, but in the I guess boxing, anybody. He wants I to mean, beat Masvidal in UFC. No chance. So is he fucking stupid? If he lands a good hook, maybe. That's any person in the UFC. You yeah. get well, a fucking puncher's yeah. chance. But how hard was you it? Know? Masvidal would just take him down. There's no there. way in hell but fucking Jake Paul wins mm-hmm. in the UFC against Masvidal. Come on. I know. But when he knocked out Woodley the other day, it was just... I know that was embarrassing. It was like, wow. So, yeah. How about this? Oh, God. When, when this actually happens, because I'm sure it will, we'll do another podcast. Greg, fly on the plane, come back, <laughs> and we'll, we'll do an in depth discussion on it then. Wow. So how about that fight with Jake Paul and UFC? That was great. Oh we God. should just oh fucking do live coverage of this shit. Sure? Why, why don't we do that? I can't believe we you won live coverage seconds. of this. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff is fun. Yeah. And that's fun to watch too, because, you know, like, if you could, like, Go like, oh, I guess Instagram video, like mm-hmm. when you go live, they'll kick you off um, after a certain amount of time. Yeah. But like, I know um, some baseball players on the Mets, they were actually like tweeting live and going live mm-hmm. a bunch during the playoffs. Yep. And it was really fun because like Fox, it, baseball fans, so yeah. so Joe. Yeah, so I know. We, we, they're terrible. They're horrible. They're horrible. horrible. And, and we don't like... I'm I'm definitely biased. I think Ron Ron, Ron Keith and um and Gary are like the best announcers, just hands down. But like watching Fox, they're they're good, Joe. Yeah, no, no, they are good. No, no, I'm saying they are good. I do agree with you. Um, Actually, we're Yankee fans. We're Yankee fans. So Paul okay, the you know. I was saying he should be on Savages, but I'm like he's a Mets fan though. But he knows baseball. He like knows Greg baseball. is great for no, baseball. No, that's okay. They other other friends of ours have been on the show that are Mets fans. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I just think uh, they're such terrible announcers that it was so nice and refreshing to actually hear people that actually know what they're talking about. Right. They just don't say ridiculous stats that are either not true or just say something just absurd, like, oh, this is the greatest player and on their team. Like, no. It's good to have players as announcers. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, Neil. Yeah. He's kind of monotone, though. He I is. Feel like. He is. Like but we love him. You at least want a guy. Who knows what the hell for is sure. happening? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cormier, my man Ken Flo, when he used to announce. Like, what happened to Kenny? I don't. Know, I miss him though. I love Ken Flo. Yeah, yeah. I, I love but Cormier. Cormier. I, I, like Cormier. Cormier. I love when the yeah. fighters call the fights. Yeah, him and like, Rogan together when someone gets knocked out. Oh, yeah, oh. I love those videos. Oh, it's the same <laughs> video every time. Yeah. <laughs> they had a video last week that came out. Yep. it was like a compilation of every. Of, it was like ten minutes long. Yep, and it was legit shot for shot. Dan, Daniel and Joe. <laughs> Yep. Like with different clothes, but like, oh. dude, Snoop Dogg when he when he oh my god, <laughs> when he called the boxing fight, yes, oh my gosh, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Wait, was that when he was what? What was it? Tyson, Tyson and Roy uh, Jones Jr. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> my two uncles they go crazy. Yeah, yo, yeah. <laughs> I'm chill. We watched it together. Yeah, we. That was the same. We watched it at Kim's house. Yes. Yeah. I oh, do remember a cat that. in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> right. What was the cat doing? I was like, "Why is there a cat in the corner?" Because oh, like somebody was like streaming right, it. Streaming, or something. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's weird. like this random cat. Uh, 
Good times. But I would love to do more shit like that. Like I would when we used to watch UFC consistently at my parents' house, I used I knew so much about UFC. And then you know, it came less frequently we would watch it and yeah, now it's like off. I don't know fucking dick anymore about yeah, it. I don't know shit. Yeah. I know Joe Rogan's a guy. But, I used to uh, watch so much <laughs> boxing too. And yeah. I, I fell off hard. I used to go all the time to my neighbor's house to watch fights. Like I knew all the up and coming fighters. Now I just keep track of like my, my favorite fighters. But even then it's just like they're always fighting on a Saturday. I mean, it's just really difficult with grad yeah. school. I just mm-hmm. like I cannot watch fights on Saturdays. But I mean, Pacific time is interesting though, because like I'm so used to watching fights at like midnight here, whereas it's like nine o'clock Pacific yeah. time. So I'm just like, oh shit, the fight's on. It's actually on. I got I got to put it on now, not at midnight or mm-hmm. one a.m. to expect the main card, which yeah. is, is actually actually is probably it's so yeah. strange. It's a Las Vegas, you know? Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Didn't we miss a fight one day because? They were fighting oh, in Abu, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was like 1 p.m. here. Over. It was like, oh, the fight's over. Yeah. <laughs> we were like getting ready. Like, all right, well, we'll be at Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings we at like 8 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're going to watch BJ Penn. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Then, oh, wait. It happened already. It's like it was over at 4. What the fuck? Oh, Abu Dhabi. Come on. Yo, Damn it. Silva's fight. Oh, wait. Yeah. I, was, I just got spoiled. I can't watch this one anymore. But I miss that shit. Like, it was a communal thing. I think that'd be great for the show to do live coverage of just things mm-hmm. that we like. I might actually watch baseball for a change if we did live wow. games. Wow. Dude. Dude. I, I was going to say, I would love to see Corey's perspective on baseball. Oh, God. Oh, man. It's fun, though, because, like, my. Touchdown! <laughs> what if one year I became a baseball genius? I became like Rain Man for baseball. You that definitely happen. Then you can go on Savages with Rich. Oh, I could go on Savages with Rich. <laughs> but I'm going to be like, a, like, a, like a, a Diamondbacks fan for no reason at all. Just pick a really you know obscure what? team for you no know reason. What? I would respect the hell out of you for that decision yeah. because the Diamondbacks are not good, so you'd be the furthest thing from a front runner. Oh, man. I'd be like that. Right. Detroit Tigers. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> they won in 01. What? Ah. Oh, one. Yeah, that was a long time so ago. So probability-wise, you can't. Probably you for a comeback. Dude, I think baseball is so fun to watch, especially with new people. Because if if you're a new person watching baseball, this is a great thing to podcast. Because my friend came over for the World Series. He's from Georgia and doesn't know nothing about baseball. Like I'm talking, like, oh, what the ball went outside, and he just didn't even know what that means. Like, oh, he didn't know what a foul ball was. He didn't know what a foul ball. He didn't know what a ball was, a strike, uh, running the first, but nothing. So it was like explaining the entire game to him. So like you have that different dynamic. It, it, it makes for probably internet entertaining like conversation and then some i just uh this is off track off the topic but i was thinking of a specific game to actually podcast and remember the the 9-11 game that just yeah. happened yep. how crazy would it have been to like i would have been going ballistic yeah lindor with three bombs that was a great back game to back to back rowdy people getting off the bench fighting, fighting each other yeah and then he and then he hits another home run and, and it's just like that was a f- fantastic game amazing. overall did the, I don't even remember if the Mets won. I they, don't did. They, they did. They did. They okay. did. The Mets did win that game. They you you walked it off on us. Yeah, that game was fucking crazy. Yeah, it was a crazy game. It was definitely a crazy game. The dynamics. But that was kind of like when when <laughs> Corey came, Corey watched wrestling for the first time. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember that? The Rumble. Yeah, it was hysterical. Just watching his perspective, somebody who's never really watched ever in his life, just reacting to things. I, but it's not fair though, because like if that is your first experience. You're gonna, 
you're going to be on gonna such be, a high you're going to be let down. never going to have that high yeah. again. Because, like, for me, that is probably the best baseball game I've ever I've watched in, in years. Yeah, like, I agree. Oh, a decade. Like, oh, I agree. Oh, maybe not a decade. 2015 was yeah. great. But that that was an amazing, amazing game. And it had it had no weight to it. It didn't yeah. mean nothing. It meant nothing. It, it was just Yankees versus Mets on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Wow. Last year. I mean, yeah. so, in, in some instances. Oh, yeah. You know, it's oh, like right. it's an important day. It was it was yeah. it was iconic. Yeah, the game itself literally meant nothing because like both teams were like struggling. The Yankees mm. were like barely making the playoffs at that point. Wow. It was just like, eh, who really cares? It's just like all oh, cool. They're doing a nice mm. special thing, you know, for the anniversary of 9/11, and then the game just wound up being a fucking banger. Wow, just back and forth, like blood fight, like scoring, 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 back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, fights. Yeah, damn fights. Yeah. It was like the whistle whistle scandal, right? Yeah. The, so like uh, apparently the Yankees were doing this whistle to like pit, uh, hint off the pitcher of what pitches are going to come, so that the, their team up at bat would know what's what pitch is going to come if it's a curveball or whatever. So then Lindor hit that first home run. He does this whistle thing to the bench. The bench is clear. There's about to start fighting, and the, it, get, it it gets calmed down. And then I think it was Judge. It was a Judge that he was fighting with. He was fighting with Judge, which is a mistake because yeah. he's large. He's a very large dude. <laughs> and then Judge hits as a bomber. Judge hits a bomb. And, and then, then and then Lindor comes and back up. Back hits another bomb, one. Bomb, bomb, bomb. And then like late in the game, Stanton hit a fucking bomb, and the Yankees took the lead. And then him he he started jawjacking with Lindor rounding the base. And he stopped running the bases, and then they would just yeah. And then the, ba- the bench is cleared again. It was like this whole fucking thing. And then Lindor walked it off again, right? Yeah, he got another. He got three home runs. Yeah, the, at the end, it never of the happened game. to him in his career. Yeah, wow. It was the first time this guy hit three home runs in a oh, game. Was that fate? Ooh. Well, that that was definitely adrenaline. <laughs> oh, that was straight <laughs> adrenaline. adrenaline. Um, but I think talking about dynamics of announcers and, and how come I'm so biased to Ron, Keith, and Gary. Gary, so Keith is this dude that's just chill. It's just going to be sitting there. These are the Mets announcers, by the way. These are the, Mets. Was, no. These are the Mets announcers. And Keith is just going to be sitting there doing a scorecard. And then Gary is going to be going ballistic, throwing his pen on the ground. And you get to see, because like, this is literally like we're doing right now, doing a podcast. But this one dude just going crazy. He's like, oh, and the Mets win it. You hear the pen drop. You hear everything. And then and then like behind the scenes, they'll play the video later on. And you see just Gary going crazy, throwing shit. And then Keith's like, yep. Yep. Yeah, that, that was good. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Good job. Gary, it's just so, so weird. Gary's Joe Rogan. Yeah. 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 Like he's going off to a fucking spaceship, and the G force is just too much. I'm getting sucked back <laughs> in my seat. Oh gosh. Ah. <laughs> I got to show you this video, Corey. It's 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 classic. It, it can't be beat. I would like to do more of this kind of stuff. I mean. You know, when we had Rich and Bobby and Mike on for the wrestling episode and, you know, coming from, I had almost no knowledge of wrestling whatsoever, but it was a fascinating episode. And I think it was cool to kind of see it from a, uh, like a Greenhorns perspective, you know, and it would be great to have people who are novices of UFC. Like I've fallen out of it for a long time, but all I have to learn is just who the fighters are nowadays. Like everything else, I still know how Mm -hmm. it works, you know? So like, that's something to have a brand new personal. I mean, Paul, you and I have experienced people brand new experiencing a fight for the first time and just yep. how they react and it's hilarious <laughs> sometimes i mean it's really funny to watch you know the inexperience and i know that's gonna be me for baseball too i mean all right it, maybe not to that level because i know how the game is played i know right. what foul balls are and strikes and this and that and the third but you know um but like players and like the dynamics yeah. and matchups and stuff like that yeah but i mean i have like no knowledge of soccer you know, curling is a foreign sport to me, <laughs> literally, but I would love to do live coverage of curling. I mean, the Winter Olympics. Sweep! I'll talk to you guys sweep. after this, actually. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun to do that and just like do live things for this. You know what's so sick about curling? The U.S. Olympic curling men's team, they are just like sanitation workers yeah. and fucking construction workers. They're just regular People. old Joes. Yeah. And they formed an Olympic team and they have the most regular, schmegular jobs, but they're just chilling as Olympians. Like right. Olympians, you're chilling. You're walking out with, with the American flag during the Olympics, representing your country, but you're just still an average American. And there's beer, nothing better with, than with about a beer that. Gut. With a beer gut. With a mustache. Could you bet tell the guys at work, it's like, I can't drive the truck next week. I'm going to the fucking Olympics, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm, you know, gonna, it's I'm like, going I'm to defend Olympian. their honor. Yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> In sport. Wait, hold on. All right. So for Mike's birthday a couple of years ago, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. It was during the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. And the there's a really cute Asian, uh, I think it was Korean girls curling team. And I was hooked on this for the whole time we were at fucking Buffalo Wild Wings. I think there's three people on the ice at one yeah. time. Uh-huh. How many ugly guys are there? There's three of us. If you're saying Ooh. that these people are just like you regular want, you want jobs, to... we could literally try out for the Olympics for curling. You want to do curling? I'm not I'm not kidding. I'm not against it. I 100% want to look into how we become professional curlers. curlers. Who's the sweeper? I don't even know what that means, but I'll do sweep, it. Sweep! Yeah. Sweep! Sweep! <laughs> Could imagine like we just <laughs> fucking there's no opposition to us running to be in the Olympics. It's like all right, you're on the make it. Nobody else tried out this year. <laughs> I could literally tell people for the rest of my life I'm an Olympian. I'm an Olympian. Damn just because I showed up one day and nobody else did. Imagine we won gold. We <laughs> might be able to tickle the ice a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. This is the closest we could possibly ever get to be in the Olympics. We have to try this out. Yeah, it was also pickleball. The, oh, we talked about pickleball. Didn't That's we? getting very yeah, popular. Coming sport. I heard they took out boxing from the Olympics. Yeah, we were too good. I, I, think, I think they just didn't want people getting hurt. Yeah, oh. it's kind of wild. That why they took out wrestling too, even though that was the first Olympic sport, like amateur Greco-Roman wrestling. Yeah, no, is it still that? No, they took it out. They, they, they put did. it back. I remember that? Yeah, they but they, they'd remove it. Yeah, it's like, oh, let's get rid of the fucking first uh, Olympic sport, and because we're stupid. Well, it's like, let's get rid of the track that we had, you know, <laughs> yeah, thousand years ago. Let's get rid of Greece. Greece can no longer track. come out anymore. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, that's right. You don't come out first anymore, Greece. Suck it. We invented this shit. We don't care. We don't care. <laughs> They should host the Olympics in Greece. Why don't they do that? Like they, they just did. do it every year. They just oh, host it in Greece. They did it. Oh, just only do it in Greece. Yeah, instead of just building a new stadium every fucking four years, just have it in the same country. It's an entire infrastructure bill. Yeah. for this stuff to happen, they make a village. They make so much money. Yeah. from this stuff. They'll spend so much money too. Like, like look at Brazil though when they hosted. Uh, yeah. But it generates they, a lot of money for the area that they're in. <laughs> for the people who built it, it, it makes yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, people who live there get dick all. Yeah. They actually get fucked more because they, now they just spent a billion dollars on this Olympic village. That doesn't go to the people of Brazil. No, it doesn't. No, it goes to the fucking people who orchestrated that shit and people who don't live in a hovel. They were the fucking slums, you know? The World Cup, too. Same thing. Yeah, FIFA think, is fucked up, man. Yeah, Qatar, I think it's in... Uh, I think it, that's the next one. And they're building the stadiums within, like, two years of building every single stadium because they have no infrastructure. And then you have to think about like, how do we get the people there? There's so much logistics and planning that goes involved into this stuff. Um, but I am excited for, I think it's 2026 where it's going to come into America. The World I Cup? Yeah. So, yeah. Is, isn't it all three? Canada, uh, Mexico, and the United States? Isn't it that, all three? That sounds right. And it's going to be like, but like we could probably like, 
if you're on the East Coast, you could like hit a bunch. I think MetLife is actually going to be the fi- uh, final. I think it's mm-hmm. the North American tour. Yeah, it's going to be so cool. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. So, what you're saying is we could possibly be in the Olympics. Yes. Okay. Oh, we will be. Let's try. What do we have to lose? Nothing. Nothing. I can go back to work and say I tried out for the Olympics. Yeah. I didn't make it, but I fucking went to the tryouts. Why tryout. are you to work yesterday? Ah, I was trying for the Olympics. All right. Yeah. And why are you going on sabbatical? Because I am an Olympic curler now. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I love to tell work I can't come in for a month because I have to go curling for the Olympics. Got to go represent the country. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, you sure you can't come in real quick? We're playing the graduation song. Macho Man. Oh. No, I was doing the Olympic theme song. Oh, I know. Oh. No, I was doing Macho Man. Oh, All right. Macho King. It's Captain America. Coffee. It's Captain America. You can call me Captain yeah. America now. <laughs> I was told I did a really good Macho Man impression at my parents' house on Christmas Day. Nice. Yeah. I can't replicate it because at the time I did it. You were drunk? No. Well, oh. that too. Oh. Well, no, maybe. But there was like, you know when you get a piece of liquid in the right spot oh, right in your throat? Yeah, right yep. And yeah, I was able great. to, I was like, oh, man. And you get all raspy? Yeah. And I went, <clears throat> and then it, I was like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, Lost my macho I man. Mean, Maybe one day I'll be able to do it. shaggy. Wasn't me. Not that, Not that shaggy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't do oh, that shaggy. Oh, from Scooby. Yeah. Scooby. <laughs> that was Scooby. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scooby's a green. So he said, yeah. He said shaggy. I know. Oh, that wasn't him. Scooby's a green. I know. I don't know what you're saying. Gangs of New York. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gang of New York. King of Queens. King of Queens. Oh, my back is getting oh, weary. Maybe I thought you meant King of Staten Island. That's why I said Gangs of New York, because I thought you said King of Staten Island. Pete uh, Davidson. Those yeah. are a lot of different syllables. Same. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Butthole eyes. Yeah, come on our show. Come Tell on. us about your eyes. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks, Paul. <laughs> Man, this was a fun episode. This was a great episode. You know what? I think it. I think it ended the way it needed to. You know, I mean, I know you said before, like we did such a great episode, and then we did all that stupid shit yeah. at the end. It ended in our typical fashion. Absolutely, yeah. Maktoub. It was written. You know, <laughs> we came full circle and we stayed true to ourselves. Like yeah. our stuff is exactly where it's always meant to be, right here. You know, so we stayed true to that. I didn't even know we were recording. To be honest. Oh, God. The whole <laughs> night? The, pretty oh. much the whole I was night. Like, I hope you were recording the whole time. That would really Man, suck. God. Otherwise, no, we were. Yeah. Wait, right now. But, like, all right, we're done. All right. Yeah. All right we're we're going to do pretty curls. Because we're, we're never going to, we would never be able to replicate that. All right, guys. This might be the last episode because we're going to go out for the Olympic uh, curling team. Yes. So, yep. You know, the Winter Olympics are in a month. Uh, we're going to try for the one in four years from now. Yes. So, or six four. years from so now. Four years or of whatever training. Whatever it is. Four. four. We could do Beer Fest, but for curling. <laughs> it could be a docuseries. Please, me. Guys, it's been great. Yes. Greg, Greg thanks for coming yes. on. Thank you for having me. I feel like this has been a long time coming, yes. but this has uh, been it great. It was a long time coming. I'm glad you finally came on. Right. It I'm was glad. fantastic. I'm glad I'm here. Definitely glad I'm here, guys. We're very happy to have you here. It was fate that it took a long time because it just made the episode Ooh, even like... That better. Yeah. Words. Yeah. I, I was yeah. kind of thinking in the same vein of the episode, yeah. like it did work out the way it oh. it did. You know, I mean, it just so happened that you were in a position where you could come on today and record. You know, and it's fate for sure. And I got COVID in the beginning of my trip, so that I don't have COVID that I actually could record now. So nice. Again. And when I got COVID, I texted him on Monday of last week. You'll know what week I'm fucking recording this. You don't even know. Um, <laughs> this is January, motherfuckers. But uh, yeah, I was like, ah, dude, like, I don't know if I'm able to see you. I have COVID. And then you texted me on Tuesday, and you're like, 
guess what? I got COVID too. And I was like, check. Oh, cool. We can, we can hang out now, check I guess. And, you know, so that kind of worked out because otherwise this, I wouldn't have been able to see you, man. That would have sucked because. For sure. You know. Because you live far away now. I live, yeah. <laughs> hours. In the land down under. Miles. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I don't think that's that close. I don't think so, Tim. Yeah. Short of like Hawaii and Alaska, you can't really get much further from us in the United States. What? <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess, I, oh, he's talking about within the oh, United States. Within. Yes. 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 Correct. Yes. Yeah. Wait, I don't know what, wait, where, where are you guys confused? I don't know. How did, how, did I say it wrong? I don't know. <laughs> Gangs of New York. Gangs, Gangs, Gangs of New York. Yeah. Yeah. How do you see Lobis? It's funny that you asked me. The first thing you do is you want to get a lead, right? Uh, when you get a lead, you want to wait and see what the pitcher does. As soon as he commits home, you turn around and you start running. Oh, it's valuable information for when we watch our live baseball games. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, baseball. Mm, baseball. Baseball. Man, I don't really uh, follow baseball that much. But people can follow us, though. And pow! Where can they follow us? Pow! 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 Are you saying pow? Pow! Pow! pow. Well, I'm saying you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and Reddit <laughs> at Three Ugly Guys Podcast. Yeah, boy. Stay tuned. Oh, actually, no, it's gonna come out like months after our, our January episodes. Never mind. Stay tuned anyway. Good stuff coming <laughs> always. Because <laughs> the thing I was gonna say has already happened, so it won't make any sense to advertise it now. Or did already, it? It, mo- it definitely has to have happened at this point. So we never knew. Well, hopefully you listen to our previous stuff because then you'll be able to know what the hell I'm talking about right now. But if you want to listen to us, you don't know where. Joe! Yeah. Where can I listen to us? If you want to listen to this podcast episode or any of our other podcast episodes, you can check us out on Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, and Audible at three. Ugly guys. So well said. I'm so glad I don't have your roles because I would, I would fuck up every single time. <laughs> Way more hard than I, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I fuck up my shit all the time. I don't know how you guys he able to pull it off. He probably says it when he's sleeping. <laughs> no, when I say it, uh, when I'm really hearing in my head, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Spotify. Spotify. Oh, what was that? Um, that uh, oh, uh, I'm thinking of... Uh, uh, Boy Meets World? Bruce Almighty. Uh, no, oh, when, okay. when he... When, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, this has been fun. Craig, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thank you, Thank you for having me, Mr. Three Ugly Guys, pluralized. Ah, I like that. There you go. I feel like we should go to a, a lumber store one day and stand on top of each other's shoulders and wear one long coat and ask <laughs> for lumber, like in the Little Rascals. Ah, uh, yeah. Wait, this. <laughs> Paper, or plastic. Paper or plastic. Where did like, that come from, Corey? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Three Ugly Guys, plural. Yeah, we should go you. to Home Depot and get all the wood. Because we're one person. <laughs> Even though we're three adults <laughs> who could just b- walk in normally <laughs> by our own wood. <laughs> Actually, wood's a lot of money now. So. I'm just, wait, I'm just yeah, trying lumber. to think of like three full-grown adults trying to illegally purchase lumber from a Home Depot. Excuse me, we are one person, but we need some wood. <laughs> you just said we. Nope. I have a symbiote. Minions. <laughs> they going to hand it to us. Like My arms come out from like the crotch area. I'm like... Like it's like Mini Me and uh, fucking Austin yep. Powers in the best uh, Austin Powers movie ever. No, you didn't no. see more than two. Yeah, it's impossible. Uh. <laughs> you know what? Just for that, you're done. End the episode. Uh, okay, click. Oh oh my, no, no, oh I didn't actually God. click it. No, I didn't click it. I didn't. Cl- oh, oh, no, I actually didn't do it. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. That was close. Uh, that would have been dangerous. Um, 
Yeah, so as always, we are three ugly guys. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Curious Corey with the yellow machete. In the house tonight, we had Joe. Bananas are yellow. Oh, bananas are yellow. I love saying bananas. I think it was the Curious Corey, the man with the yellow machete. Ugh, yellow bananas. French fried potatoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Macho King. Yeah. yeah. Cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. Who's phone is that? <laughs> phone ring in the background. <laughs> yeah. We had Paul in the house tonight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, my voice is shot, though. I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> I'll do it for you. And we had our special guest, Greg, on tonight. Yeah. Fuck mustard. Yeah. <laughs> Chick-fil-A sauce. You know where it's Ooh. at, boy. boy. Yeah. At McDonald's. Wait, what? <laughs> <All right. laughs> on Sundays. Only. On Sundays only. <laughs> well, from Three Lee Guys, we bid you adieu. Take care now. Bye-bye then.